Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host, Ben Niven. Hey boys, we're back. It's Jacob Russo. And we are back after a rather unfortunate hiatus. Uh, you can still hear it a wee bit in my voice, I'm sure, but I was absolutely fucking deed uh, for, from Christmas right through to the beginning of the new year. Uh, you, you, you sound fucked. I, I do a wee bit, <laughs> don't I? <laughs> Welcome back, motherfuckers. Uh, it's good to be here with our belated New Year's episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we did toy with the idea of maybe just patching this all together and just going straight back into West Craven. But you know what? My mother didn't raise a bitch. So we're fucking doing the New Year's evil. Also because this movie's fucking weird. It's <laughs> madness. <laughs> but before this, we get uh, into the movie, how was your New Year's, Jacob? I got drunk with a bunch of geriatrics, mate. It was fine. Yeah. It, was, it was good <laughs> shit. Uh, I got, I just went to a neighbour's bit, had a lot to drink, spoke to a 75-year-old man for the entire night, and then my neighbour came out with a fucking accordion, so, you know, it was a... Yeah, you sent me the video of that. It was just you chilling with a glass of whiskey, just looked at the camera, you know, you nod, uh, while fucking the dashing white sergeant was playing in the background. But no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christmas, New Year's been good, just been, you know, I went to my sister's for Christmas, went to my uncle's... Uh, on uh, was it? I can't remember if it was Boxing Day or the day after, but you know that was good shit. And then uh, New Year's, I just kind of chilled and met up with some cousins to go to a fucking steak place in Glasgow. It Lovely. Was, it was very nice. So, I sounds like a good time. Chilling with the boys. <laughs> Too fucking right. <laughs> uh, I had a fantastic Christmas. Was doing it my my mom dad's bit. Had a lovely full Christmas dinner and all that. Got to see the family. It was great. Went home. Um, on Boxing Day and slept through the entirety of the 27th because I was fucking dying. That's how quickly that shit kicked in. <laughs> and it's just, oh my God, man. It's the, I think it's probably the illest I've ever been was that wee time period because I was just, I was literally just sleeping, coughing, that's it. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but I did have a, I got a lovely Christmas present from yourself which was recorded in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a lovely Christmas present from a listener of the show and a a member of my streaming community as well, the lovely Miss Vincent, was kind enough to send a Batman animated series box set. Nice, nice. uh, Where the fuck are you posting your Amazon wishlist to? It's it's on my link tree. Oh, okay. Which you can find, <laughs> which you can find at twitch.com forward slash Simon360. I'm sitting there going, like, I want to post my fucking Amazon wish list. <laughs> People buy me shit. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I'm not on social media, so. So you can't. Eh? No. <laughs> Get it up, you. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> po- I'll post it on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> All caps, buy me shit. <laughs> <laughs> buy me some fucking bullshit, boys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's all fun in games until you get literal bullshit through your front door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, well, well, well. Either get... that or some cunt will send you a New York Jets jersey. <laughs> uh, well, joke's on them. <laughs> they fucking suck. Both my teams are in the playoffs. Get to fuck. I thought you only had the one team. No, I have two. Wait, so who, who's your teams in? Green Bay Packers. and uh, I, I knew the Packers. Who's the other one? Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I fucking... Baltimore, right? Because, uh, you know, Baltimore Why Ravens... Why the Ravens specific? Why Baltimore Ravens specific? That's a bit out of left field. Just because I fucking like Edgar Allan Poe. 
and they're named after his story, The Raven. And he's from Baltimore, so it's... it's I mean, I, I, no, I, I get the connection. And, uh, you know, even though I don't like the purple incarnation of Satan, the Vikings, the Ravens also playing purple, but theirs is a nicer purple, theirs is a darker purple. Don't piss off the Minnesotans, you cunt. Uh, do they got no leg to stand on, they got fucked, get to. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, and why do I like the Green Bay Packers? I don't know, it's because they have a rich history, they have a... They, they come have beer from and land, cheese. They that, come just from admit, land of beer and cheese. Admit it, it's the beer and cheese, they're it's also, nothing else. They're also the only NFL team to be entirely owned by the fans instead of uh, uh, some fucking rich arsehole. So, you know. I all right, fucking Jacob Marx, how are you go? Yep, yep. Fucking power to the people, big man. (laughs) (laughs) The Packers are going to start playing in red next year. Come on, comrade. (laughs) If I was going to start being a fucking commie, I'd start, uh, you know, supporting the Washington Commanders. But there you go. Fair. That's our NFL talk for the for the for the. That is that is still funny as fuck to me, man. The fact that they get called the Washington Commies and immediately get pulled. Like, we need to change this fucking no, name. No, no, that's not what happened. What happened was they originally called the Redskins. I, I know, but they changed it to the Commies. They didn't change it to the Commies. They changed it to the Commanders, but people just call them the Commies. I know, they changed it to Commanders. People call them the Commies and they've shat it and they've got to think about changing the name again. Yeah, they're thinking, yeah, they're thinking about it. I don't know if they are, though. Because if they change it, this will be the... If they change it again, this will be like the third time they've changed it. Because when they changed it from the Redskins, it was to the Washington football team, which yeah. was fucking shite. Bullshit. And then it became the Commanders. They, see, so. they jerseys are they jerseys are worth a fair pop though, because they were only on sale for like a couple of years. Uh, if even that, yeah. Aye. So if you've got a Washington football team jersey, <laughs> fucking keep a hold of that shit. It'll be worth a couple of grand in two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, fuck it. That's my NFL talk for the for the month until both my teams inevitably get fucked out of the playoffs. So yeah. I can't wait. I can't uh, fucking wait. Yeah. Well, fuck New York. <laughs> <laughs> of your fucking families, for there, you wee dick. Some hard way. And the rest of them are from Minnesota. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then the others are from Arizona, and they didn't get in either. So uh, up all of them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, all Fuck other shows, right? <laughs> All of them can get to, but uh, uh, but no. Well, what are we here to talk about? Fucking New, New Year's, Year's Evil. Evil. Our f- first ever canon film covered yeah. on the podcast. Hell yeah! And this is, I mean, when people when people think of canon, they usually picture like action movies. So like, if, you, if you think of uh, any of your sort of Charles uh, Bronson or your Chuck Norris action movies, aye, it's that sort of nine times caliber. out of ten they're going to be fucking canon movies. Aye, aye. <laughs> Um, this is actually the first canon movie I've seen that's a horror movie. Um, it's the only canon movie I've ever seen that's a horror movie. Or it's the only canon movie that you've ever seen? No. no. Did you watch those Death Wish movies with me? Yeah, yes. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't watch them with you. You watched them, reported back to me about how fucking ridiculous they were. <laughs> and I immediately went to watch them myself. <laughs> because they are, like... Like, depressing to the point of hilarity at times. Like, it's so yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, the amount of shit this poor bastard goes through. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, the fourth one has some... The fourth one, Death Wish 4, the crackdown, has some fucking lines, though. I mean, there's... Is that a, the death? Is yeah. That, yeah. Who the fuck are you? Death. death. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another bit where he's in some, he's in some fucking goon's apartment and he's hiding out in his kitchen, right? Oh, fuck. And the guy comes back and he's like... He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm making, making a, a sandwich. sandwich. 
Oh my god, that's one of the best lines in fucking cinematic history. I'm making a sandwich. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> fucking death wish, man. I mean, oh man, we need to cover that at some point we on the show. We need to cover that. We should, we should, we should do just a depraved seventies month where we do seventies <laughs> series where we just do death wish and fucking dirty Harry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh New Year's Evil canon movie, just aye, <laughs> from 1980. So, this is an early slasher movie. Fucking early slasher movie. Um, yes, it certainly is. Uh, directed by a guy called <laughs> Emmett Alston, who uh, doesn't ha- even have a Wikipedia page. So, nope. I had to look on IMDb what he has done. Just get me a moment here, because I do have a note that says, look at his IMDb page. So, I'm wondering why I, the fuck I, I wrote that. <laughs> I love that that's all you've wrote, didn't you? have not even given a reason. Just look at his IMDb page. Yeah, but while I do this, uh, it was also written by Leonard Neubauer, who also doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So, you know, uh, some pedigree on this movie. Although I did look at his IMDb page as well, and he's been working since like the 50s or some shit. Wow. So, and this was like one of the last things he did. Um, And I get the feeling, but when I say working from the 50s, he was working in the 50s, then there was a huge fucking gap, then it was this. So I get the feeling he was out of work for a while. Um... Budget. What do you think the budget was in this shit? Oh, for this shit? Jesus Christ, I don't know. Like fucking, I don't know, 700,000. 500. 500,000. I'm getting better. Yeah, and I could not find any fucking info in a box office this Because it probably made a fiver. Like, it was one. Uh, one mean, cunt went to see it and it was Roz Kelly's mum that was <laughs> I, will, I will say this though right canon movies they're all low budget they're kind of shite right I mean they're good but they're shite right aye aye they normally do they tend to do quite well on VHS not even VHS they did quite well at the box office oh really uh, but uh, yeah so this uh, Emmett Olsen guy right I'm just looking at his, he's only directed eight movies right, right. And uh, I will do them in chronological order. Right? Oh, fuck. Okay, let's... Like, hit me with these titles. Let's fucking go. 1979, Three Way Weekend. You fucking what? Uh-huh. Then it was this movie, New Year's Evil. All right. 1985, Nine Deaths of the Ninja. <laughs> 1987, Tiger Shark. Uh, 1988... Wait, wait. That's, a gen- that's just a type of shark. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 1988, Demon Warp, which I have heard of. Um, haven't seen it. But Isn't that some Warhammer shit? <laughs> No, I don't know what it is, but that is that is Warhammer though. Like demons know. come from the warp. I don't think this movie is demon war is a Warhammer thing though. Uh. Nineteen eighty eight, Force of the Ninja. <laughs> uh, Nineteen ninety across the Killing Bay, and finally in nineteen ninety three, with a whopping two point three stars out of ten, Little Ninjas. Okay, so out of the eight movies he's done, three of them were about ninjas. Apparently. <laughs> Oh, you just know that that culture was handled like respectfully, and a lot of research was put into the history of ninjutsu and all that stuff. And they're all going, "Wah!" Now, <laughs> Canon used to do a lot of ninja movies as well. I don't think those were Canon movies, but they used to do a fuck ton. They were one of the ones that kind of brought that sort of uh, phenomenon to the US. I started that whole craze. Revenge of the Ninja and American uh, Ninja and all that stuff. Uh, some of those are actually pretty good. <laughs> three ninjas. That wasn't them. I don't think that was them. Uh, nah, it definitely wasn't them, but I was just thrown out there because yeah. I like three ninjas. Anyway, IMDb of out of ten, what do you think New Year's Evil has? Oh fuck, like, I don't know four, four point nine. Oh yeah, cunt. <laughs> so the Rotten Tomatoes though, critics score out of a hundred, thirty, twenty-five. What do you think right. the audience score is? Right, 
I don't trust audience scores ever since they rated Punisher lower than Howard the Duck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'm going to say about 60. 15. Wait, 1-5? Aye. Fuck up. Yeah. 15% out of 100. Really? Yeah. Wow. Apparently people hate this movie. I mean, I don't particularly like it much, but, <laughs> but you know... It's, it's, it's entertaining at the uh, very least, man. Really? Like, don't get me wrong, this is not a good movie in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But fuck me, did I enjoy watching it. Like, it was just a good laugh. The only, the only thing... This is also one of these movies where I think... It gets brought up a lot in, like, uh, you know, when you're talking about 80 slasher movies. Um as a sort of like I wouldn't say hidden gem but it's kind of I like I would say this feels more like a 70s slasher though because it is in that kind of right on the cusp uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, but the only thing that I ever really see anybody talk about this is and the only time I ever see anything like pictures from this movie is the fucking mask that he wears for like two seconds aye for like two seconds I know that mask I've I, seen that I've mask I've seen before. that mask bef- I, I've seen that before as well that's like all I've ever seen for this movie so I was sitting there I was like oh so that's the guy that wears this mask no he only wears it for like <laughs> two minutes aye if even that so you know whatever I'm pretty sure his son wears it longer than he does and this is also before we get those like um in the 80s a lot of slasher movies were kind of whodunits almost yeah yeah this yeah this one is not that <laughs> oh no not at all well, well, there is it, an element of who is actually this person, but you know who the person is. Like, you yeah, s- you you see his face and you see, but you don't know his name or his connection to any of the characters until, until the end. Yeah, yeah. But no, this is a this was a strange movie. It was a, I've also heard it being called the punk rock slasher, which is a bit of a stretch. But I um, mean, yeah, it's a major stretch if yeah. you ask me. But uh, let's uh, let's get into the shite. So New Year's Evil, motherfuckers. Uh, I do like I do like the title. Love it though, to be the fair. title is good and the title song is pretty decent as well oh yeah so they actually they did actually use uh, real bands for this but I'll get into that when we yes real bands that Cannon had on their own record label <laughs> yeah the the band that does the, the the theme song this is called The Shadows but we'll we'll get into that a bit when we get there so the film opens with Diane played by Roz Kelly who uh, famously the <laughs> this is another thing Cannon used to do they used to get just like sort of B-level people and put them in like lead roles her most famous role was playing uh, the Fonz's girlfriend in Happy Days yeah so there you go <laughs> uh, we see her getting ready while her manager Ernie uh, panics about the time uh, her suggestion is that he takes some lovely lovely drugs mm. uh, she literally just says drop a lewd and relax oh hell yeah I mean <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like halfway through <laughs> Halfway through the show she Halfway through the, the show his manager's just our manager's just fucked like She just does a Leo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street and just like fucking crashes the car, jaws fucking swinging. <laughs> Quailwoods man. You know you can't even get them anymore. Like you literally nah. can't get them. They don't make They don't them exist. Oh uh, like uh it's it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking gone. Mm. So uh, after a short phone call, we see another character, Yvonne, uh, getting ready to go to the New Year's Eve party when somebody tries the door to her room. Can I just say, right? Aye. So Yvonne, her hair is done up in braids. Aye, it's like all beads in that. And she's got the braids and all that shit. That would drive me fucking insane. Not just the beads being there, but the fucking noise. Every time she fucking moves her head, all you hear is... Aye, the clicking. I thought that must be mother to be in the phone. Aye. Because every now and then you just hear the beats just cracking off the fucking phone. I mean, I, mean I, I get it. There's like a cultural element to it and all that and it's like all sound. 
Aye, that's fine, but fucked. But it is also like. <laughs> but there's also like that element of how the fuck would you take a phone call without annoying the fuck out whoever's on yeah. the other end of the line? Yeah, well, you know, you're just. Or you're somewhere that is really quiet, like a fucking. I don't know, it's the 1980s, a library or some shit. Or you're. Fuck that, a, imagine being at a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around to whisper to some cunt and everybody turns around, like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck's sake, yeah. <laughs> BD Bernice is here. Oh. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it was like the disco fashion. It was the disco. Try to play, try to play hide and seek. Same day there. Ah, for <laughs> fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it was the fashion of the disco era, you know. That Aye. was, yeah. <laughs> Remember when Kiss went disco? Fuck that. Oh yeah, that was weird. Mm. Anyway, Kiss in general are just fucking weird. I like Kiss. Hmm? I like Kiss. I like their music. I don't like them. Did you see what they did recently? It was their final concert, right? So they did their show at Madison Square Garden, and then they were like, "Kiss will live on." As avatars, and uh, they're, they're doing a tour now where it's Kiss Holograms. They're doing the ABBA thing. So Fuck them. <laughs> we gotta make that money somehow. Fuck the <laughs> lot of them. Gene Simmons is a cunt. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So she checks the hall and sees a man in a suit walking through the corridor holding a bouquet of flowers. She goes. She shuts the door, goes back to the bathroom to finish getting ready, and is jumped by an unseen assailant armed with a knife. So we're making this sound like it's a very quick thing. It isn't really quick. It isn't. <laughs> this scene drags out over the course of ten minutes. Yeah, and it was. It was during this point I was watching this, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this is going to be one of these slasher movies where everything just takes forever. They don't have any sort of plot outline, so you know. ah, they just stretch out all the scenes." Yeah. <laughs> I think, like I said, like that is one of the movies where the pacing is so shite. Like almost everything about the film is shite. Yeah, like the last half hour seems really rushed. Though that's the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. It is one of <laughs> what it will be like. It's like goes along at a snail's pace for the entire movie, and then all of a sudden it's like the writer just went, "Oh fuck!" And yeah, just... then they'll introduce. We'll get to him eventually, but they'll introduce like this cop character, this detective, or whatever. And like uh, you barely ever see him, and then for the and last all of a sudden he's the main character for the uh, last half hour. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, out and anywhere he's just fucking front and center. Although I uh, I do think there's a reason for this, right? And I'll just I'll say it now actually. So uh, this movie, this is one of these movies where you don't hear this happening anymore, right? This movie started filming in October of 1980, right? And it was released for New Year's, like, just before New Year's in December of 1980. You don't hear of that shit happening anymore. Aye, because it's fucking insane. I know, I know, I know. There's a reason you don't hear of that shit happening, because it's fucking stupid. Yeah, and that's probably the reason why this film feels a bit... They made a feature-length film in two months. Yeah. I mean, you always hear... Fannies. Absolute fannies. And then you always hear... You will hear people going, oh, this film was... This great movie was only shot in two weeks. It's like, yeah, but it probably had a a lot of, like, time before that where they... Aye, it's a lot of... Aye, like, pre-production and all that. A lot of, like, planning would go into shooting something over the course of two weeks, right? And even then, only shot over two weeks doesn't take into account how long they spent in post-production as well. Getting everything sorted and editing it and finishing out. They shot edited and released this movie in two months 
It's the Canon way, baby. It's the Canon way. How do they fuel those two months? Lots of cocaine. So, you know, Canon. I mean, there's lots of cocaine, and then there's a cannon loaded with cocaine aimed at the cunt's face. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Yeah. But no, this woman dies. I don't even think you see it happen, do you? Nah, you don't see yeah. it happen. It's like the shower curtains are drawn, you just hear the stab sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a stab sound effect, that's Maggie Simpson, you cunt. <laughs> Eh, closer, but still. Sounds like I was taking a shit, to be honest. <laughs> it does a wee bit. Hold on, are you alright? <laughs> eat some greens, big man. Eat some, like, if that's how you're sounding, right? get some fibre in you. So we then end cut to the opening credits, and we get a pretty decent song, uh, which play over footage of a car full of punks riding through the town and harassing everybody they pass by. Well, you've never done a night drive like this before, no? I don't drive never been in a car. I don't drive either. You've never been in a car on a night drive and this has happened before? No. Yeah, same. <laughs> Why are you talking to me as though you fucking have your wee cunt? Because I've been on night drives, but not like this. Where you're just I've been, been on night room. drives as well, but nine times out of ten it's because one of the two of us is depressed and so we need to just fuck off for a wee bit and listen to tunes. <laughs> you made it sound like I was doing a night drive with you when we were depressed. I've never done a night drive with you. Because <laughs> neither of us <laughs> fucking drive! <laughs> But no, night drive, <laughs> night drives in Glasgow are pretty fun. But uh, it's usually f- more, I don't know. Gear. <laughs> Get uh, because you know, because you drive stick. Because <laughs> you don't drive an automatic. That's how, right? That's how I said gear, gears, even. What is it though with nineteen eighties punks and movies just being complete arseholes? I don't fucking know, right? I take issue with this. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's, it's someone who really enjoys punk, right? Okay. Th- this pisses me off, because every single film I've seen punks in, they're always wee dicks, right? I mean, I'm sure there are dick-hole punks. Oh, know? yeah, there's hundreds of them, and they're all cunts, right? But for the most part, <laughs> the vast majority of punks I've met and folk I've met at, like, gigs and all that, right, have been absolutely fucking brand new, been some of the nicest people I've ever met in my fucking life. That's good for you then, because the majority of that have have been cunts, so you know. That's because we hang out in different circles, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, okay, yeah, fair. Different punk bands, right? That's. Mm. Oh, you like that ska? Too fucking like yeah. I do. Yes, big up the Aquabats. But anyway, <laughs> they are actually fucking dynamite, though, <laughs> even joking. Okay. Oh, come on, you fuck. You can't shit in the Aquabats, man. I can shit in the Aquabats. Do it. They're fucking shite. No, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, just, get, they're just a good laugh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of Scar. So. I, don't, I'll admit, I don't love it as much as I used to. But I will still listen to like, them and Real Big Fish and all that kind of stuff. Jesus. Real Big Fish are <laughs> fucking good. Oh, oh, oh. Next you'll be telling me that Smash, that Smash Mouth are underrated geniuses. They are. <laughs> get to fuck with <laughs> He's coming up to me going, you ever listen to Sugar, you ever listen to Sugar Ray, motherfucker? Uh, no, get to. No. <laughs> Smash Mouth's first album, so good. <laughs> See, I don't know, when I, I'm not that much of a punk sort of person, but, you know, I like bad religion. I never would have fucking guessed. I like bad religion, I like... You the, like Black Flag? I do like Black Flag, I like the Exploited. Um, exploited are great. Bobby, I'm exploited, Bobby, I'm uh, Fucking, um, who else? Adolescents are pretty good, I don't know. But Better Ramones? Here and there. Aye, Circle Jerks, I like them. Oh, the Circle Jerks <laughs> are class. 
Uh, you know, punk, uh, punk is, the Clash is fucking brilliant. Uh, I was never a big fan of Clash. Misfits, really? Misfits are like... Uh, Misfits are good. I like the heavier side of punk, so, you know. Yeah. Aye. Actually, I say the heavier but side. Here we go, case in, case in fucking point, right? Here we go, heavier side of punk, right? Nicer guy you couldn't hope to meet, except like he gives you a Christmas present, in which case he's an absolute fucking cunt. But apart from that... <laughs> Nicest guy you could hope to meet until you try and steal my drink that I get barred from Cheeky Charlie's. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't been barred for Cheeky Charlie's at some point in their life? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Let's be honest, the place is a fucking dive. Fucking punk, though. Well, I mean, I'll. <sighs> fucking. Was... Yeah, I say I like the heavier side of punk, but then again, I do listen to Green Day still sometimes and fucking Screeching Weasel and all that shit. No effects, so. Uh, oh, I'll... no effects are fucking great. <laughs> Fucking gutter mouth and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, these punk these punk motherfuckers. These punks are assholes, and I resent that. Anyway, they roll up to this hotel, right? Aye, they're assholes, but one of them has decent uh, halfway. Well, mm, depending on how you look at things, halfway decent political leanings. He's wearing a fucking Ra T-shirt. Yeah, he's wearing an IRA T-shirt. <laughs> We're coming full circle, baby. No, just, no, just that. Wearing an IRA T-shirt. In 1980. Ah, uh, well, back when they were blowing the fuck out of people. What? <laughs> back when they'd set Manchester on fire, right? <laughs> Don't fucking applaud that. The Manx are sound. Right? <laughs> the Manx, they're, they're, that's fucking Iowa man. Oh, Manchester. Uh, whatever. Aye, IRA punk. Aye. Graffiti on the shirt. <laughs> graffiti on the wall. <laughs> graffiti on his shirt. What's it say? What's the day? Ooh, ah, up the right. Say, ooh, ah, up the right. I need to stop singing that and my neighbours are going to pipe bomb my mailbox. But oh, this is a, he's one of the punk leaders, just another stereotypical punk cunt. Aye, fucking, he's got a mix between a punk and a greaser, kind of, the way he goes on. Yeah, he's got one of them switchblade combs. Aye, he walks up to the hotel and scares a shout at the doorman with like the switchblade comb. Need your tickets, please. Tickets, please. Anyway, we go back to Diane's room and our son Derek walks in, played by none other than Grant Kramer. Fucking who, Mike Tobacco from Killer Clowns from Yeah, Space. we've actually seen on the show before. Yeah, he makes his fucking return. <laughs> his, his return to the, his return to the panic. <sighs> he's fucking shit. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> there's no two ways about it, man. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he's fucking. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's lovely, right? And I, yeah. I would love to meet him someday and shake his hand and be like, "I fucking love killer clowns." What the fuck was up with New Year's Evil? And uh, <laughs> did you just really love your mom? Did you want to fuck your mom? Uh, what's the script there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is there is some weird weird vibes in this movie with Derek <laughs> and mm. his mother. He's got the mama issues. He's like a less charismatic uh, fucking Norman Bates. <laughs> So. You would call Norman Bates charismatic. I mean, he fucking he can hold a room, I suppose. Fucking what's her face? I mean, didn't a little leave. bit. Aye. Fucking what's her face didn't leave until she's like, I gotta go to bed. So, aye, true. Uh, so, aye, fair enough. No, <laughs> okay. It's uh, it's just listen. He comes in with good news. Uh, he just got a part in a brand new series and informs his mother, who could not give less of a shit. Absolutely fucking dings him something weird, rotten. It's also weird because because at this point you're not really sure what his mum does. She's yeah, yeah, kind of nothing's really said. She's just kind of getting dolled up for something. She says uh-huh. it's for a show. Yeah, all you see is these punks going somewhere and her getting fucking done up. So. Aye, there's no connection until you see the actual party. Yeah, and it's and it's implied that I can't remember if it was here or later on, but um, like, oh, did somebody hand out all these all these flyers or the cards for something? But the woman that dies at the very start, 
you know, the BD Bernice. Uh, she's the the one that you talk. Yeah, whatever. Fuck. She's the one that he's talking about. Yeah. So, you know. Fuck the It's a, it's a show of some description. Uh, but uh, Derek is naturally upset by this and decides not to come down and watch his mother's show. The show in question is a New Year's Eve celebration hosted by Diane, which is simulcasting across the entirety of America, celebrating the New Year in each of the time zones within the USA as it hits. Well, apparently it wasn't across the full of America, because at the end of it you get Hawaii, and apparently they weren't part of that fucking show. Oh, were they not? Yeah, uh, fuck Hawaii. <laughs> well, uh, don't do that. Have I used sound? I'm sure it is, but you know, a lot of meth in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, maybe that's why it's sound. Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> they're, uh, all just, they're all just fucking. <laughs> but no, a punk New Year's show has apparently been going on for several years. I wonder. I don't know about this. I don't know if that could have existed, but okay. Yeah, I don't think it would have either. Uh, but I'm trying. I was trying to think. Like, what? What's? Do we even? Get it certainly in? couldn't. It certainly couldn't exist now. That now that most of the punks have been convicted. So that's. <laughs> so you know what else. Right. But there's that to go up against as well. All right, Justin Sane, stop being a sexual deviant, right. you little bastard. But no, nah, it's Wrap like, it. it's right. like what, what, what is the, uh, I mean, what's the closest equivalent to this that we have? I mean, the only thing I could think of was fucking Jules Holland. And even then, that is... Aye, that's mostly mainstream stuff with the occasional like, blues singer coming in and all that. Did you ever see like his fucking show in the 90s? Though? He had Alice in Chains on that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking... But like, uh, I, mean, I actually really like Jules Holland. He's fucking fun. He's such a good pianist. He's fucking phenomenal. What was the band he was in? Squeeze. Aye, aye, Squeeze. Yeah. Aye. But no, I mean, Jules Holland. His show wasn't even broadcast live on New Year's. It's uh, nah, it was a pre-record. It's taped like a week in advance. This is pretty aye. good though. But, Still a good show, eh? Aye. Anyway, so Dan starts taking calls as people vote on the number one, and I put this in quotes, rock song of the year. <laughs> in 1980 <laughs> and yeah and the first answer is doesn't even get the fucking title of the song right she just spouts a lyric to the tune that's fine you know. which is she's talking about the wall by Pink Floyd but she says the song is we don't need no education and that song didn't come out until that song didn't come out in 80 either <laughs> that song came out in 79 indeed it did yeah <laughs> oh, so well. <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> it came out the year before. To be fair, the rock song. To be fair, uh, it did come out in December. To be fair, it did come out in December or something. True. So they could have just got confused. So any time I hear "To be fair" now, my mind instantly goes to Letterkenny. To be fair, but no fucking these these this this show aspect of it is kind of weird because. Oh uh, no! We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. Trust me, right. So one caller in particular calls up using a voice modulator and asks to be called Evil. Evil. He doesn't vote. Instead, he tells Diane that he's going to kill someone close to her at midnight. Diane brushes it off, telling him that he's just thinking he's just some crank caller trying his luck, and introduces the band Shadow, who plays the film Theme, which we literally just fucking heard like 20 minutes ago. It's pretty catchy, though. It's a catchy theme. But the same song, back to back, in the soundtrack, that, that kind of annoys me a wee bit. Yeah, and for a 70s punk band, they're very just 70s metal. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> they sound, kind of metal. They, they sound a lot like fucking, um, oh, 
Uh, they, they they sound like one of these early hair metal bands. Yeah. Like they they kind of give me like early like Motley Twisted Crue. Twisted Sister a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But they kind of give me more early Motley Crue vibes. I feel that, yeah, Motley Crue. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. And the the other band that they have, I can't remember the name of this other band, but uh, I'll find it eventually. But um, they have a more of a power pop sort of vibe to them. They, they sound a lot like... Um, who's the band that did that? My Sharona. Oh, you bastard. Oh. The Knack. Was oh. that them? It was. It was the knack. Aye. Because I always, I always think it's the Fratellis, but it's no. That's uh, fucking... <laughs> from Glasgow. Aye. I stayed on Chelsea Dagger. Yeah, but they sound like the knack. I've seen them live. The knack. No, Fratellis. Oh, how was it? Fucking phenomenal. They were better than they were the support act, and they were better than the fucking headline act. Who was the headliners? Madness. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Aye. Don't get me wrong. I like Madness, right? But I've seen them twice, right? And it was, like, these shows were years apart, right? Mm-hmm. About four or five years maybe apart. It was the exact same fucking show. Like, right down, even, like, the banter with the audience that he had was the exact same scripted shit both mm-hmm. times. And it's like, come on, hey, fuck, man. Like, I know I know you've only got so many hits, right? But fucking... <laughs> I know most of your songs are shite. <laughs> you've only the got fucking, these good ones, right. but... <laughs> At the very least, change up the show. Change the set deck. Change something. Don't just do the exact same fucking show beat for beat every year. Anyways, let's get back to this. Aye, aye, after that tangent. Let me see, where were we? So, Diane asked Ernie for police protection following the call. Because while she was playing it cool for the cameras and for the audience, he has actually shot up quite considerably. Oh yeah, because he is saying that he's going to kill something that she knows. Aye, aye. So. so, we then see what I can only describe as the most awkward looking mosh pit I've seen in my fucking life. Right, the way like, this is... The, the way the this, way is, this is, is mixed... Oh, and it's so right. fucking bad. Right, basically, what they've done, right, is... Did you ever watch the fucking parody videos? I was going to mention them. old music videos, but they remove the music. Yes. Right? And so you hear, like, you just hear, like, footsteps, and then all of a sudden, somebody will just go... Somebody will, cl- <laughs> somebody will like, clap, you know? Like, aye, yeah. aye. Or you're just like, woo! You know? Aye. It's like them, but the music is still in it. <laughs> so, you know. But every now and then, you just hear, like, the fucking clip-clop of some cunt's shoes... Like, whoever the fuck turned up to New Year in clogs in this movie needs to be fucking shot. Because <laughs> it ruins the full fucking scene. It sounds like what happened was, right, and I don't think this is what happened because the footsteps in this sound like they were fucking... They sound ADR. They uh, sound like they were added after the fact. But it lo- <laughs> but what it looks like it happened was... Uh, so you know how in movies, right, if there's two characters at a bar or whatever... They'll have, uh, you know, the the background extras just kind of like uh, it looks like people are talking, but they're actually just miming. Yeah, they're they're normally saying something like watermelon, watermelon, so watermelon. So what this looks like happened was the opposite of it, where they had the band miming, which, they, which they definitely did, but it sounds like they just recorded the fucking footsteps of everybody just kind of yeah. <laughs> wandering around. They just recorded the noise, the room noise of what was going on, <laughs> which I mean. It just makes for an awkward gig. It's so <laughs> bad, man. And it happens that they cut back to the gig multiple c- times throughout the film, right? Uh-huh. And I'll, we'll get to it later, but there's one time later on where it doesn't have the footsteps and it sounds shit hot. Uh-huh. But it makes it so weird because you're expecting them and you don't hear them. And everybody at this gig looks fucked. Oh, no, there's one guy in particular, he comes back later, I swear to you, fuck his jaw's swinging, man. <laughs> <laughs> like he is gunning like fuck. I mean, it's the 1980s in LA, they probably were. <laughs> True. So, it's fucking mad, like, I, it's it's so fucking crazy. 
Like, just watching all these extras, kid wanting to have a good time while shooting a fucking cannon movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, the mystery caller from before exits the phone booth and walks into Crawford Sanitarium. Ooh. Uh, we finally see the caller's face, and he is played by a guy by the name of Kip Niven. <laughs> I know this guy. I'm not related to this cunt, right? <laughs> I know this I guy. want to point that out. Wait, you see when you say you know him, right? I've seen him in something. Aye, I've seen him in something too. I don't know what, but I recognise the cunt. Right, well, I know him from. Uh, he's in the second Dirty Harry movie. He's one of the. Uh, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but he's one of the vigilante cops that are the villains in. Oh, in, in, that'll in, be it. In Magnum Force. <laughs> so oh fucking aye! That is it. He's one of them. <laughs> I can't remember which one. It's been years since I've seen those movies, but, you know. Honestly, mate, thank you so much for that, because I was doing my fucking boxing. I looked it up on IMDb and I couldn't find him anywhere. Mm. But no, he's been, in a, he's been in a fair few things, mostly TV movies and TV, like bit parts and TV shows here and there. Yeah. Yeah, but I fairly decent He looks career. like, he, he kind of looks like, um... Fuck. Oh. Uh, ah, you've done well there. I was going to say, he kind of looks like James Woods a wee bit, <laughs> but, um... Aye, ah, how's a wee bit of James Woods about him? Ah, uh, but there was a specific character in something that isn't James Woods, but it's another guy that looks exactly like James Woods, but I can't think of it right now in my fucking adult brain. So, you know, uh, I don't know, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll come back to Aye. it. Aye, but halfway through the show... He looks like this cunt! <laughs> about, I'll be like mid-sentence, and you'll just hear him just going, That cunt! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you know what he looks Fucking like? Him. Do you know what he looks like? Right, I just got it. He looks like the cunt from Motel Hell, one of the swingers. Yes! He's just going in and he's like, ah, groovy, baby. You know, he, he looks, looks like, like aye, the groovy guy. Ah, he looks like him. Ah, he's got that. About him. Especially when he puts on the fake tash. Yeah, yeah. It's not him, but it looks like him. I know. Uh, <laughs> Your guy that was in the fucking tutu in the middle. He's the got best the, outfit in the whole fucking movie. He's got the sort of vibe that, you know, he, he dresses all in white and hangs down beach and tries to speak to underage girls. He's got that kind of vibe to him. Slicks back his hair, snorts a couple lines before he goes it. Snorts a couple lines when he's it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Wolf of Wall Street shit again. Mm. <laughs> uh. Jordan Belfort was a nonce. But anyway... I've got no evidence to back that up, but just look at him, right? <laughs> I was going to say, I fucking don't, look I don't at him. Think that's, I don't think he's ever been accused of that. <laughs> Never, but look at the cunt. Look at him. You can't really make statements like that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Look at him. Uh, <laughs> he probably wasn't, he, but he is a cunt. Yeah. Anyway. So a funny cunt. He sneaks in through. It's quite funny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we then see him, he sneaks in through the kitchen door while someone, I assume it's like a kitchen porter or something, is dumping out rubbish for the day's service. Smoking a fag away, does it? Aye. Aye, that's, that's a class of human being you don't really get anymore. <laughs> Smoking, uh, Smoking's a dying thing. Mate, work in the service industry for like two days. I swear to fuck, it's no dying out. I don't know. The, Trust me. I mean, I never worked in the kitchens, but the one kitchen I did hang about in it was just cocaine. <laughs> so I don't know. I, well, <laughs> so I don't know. That is there too. Yeah. But for the most part, I've yet to meet a single person that works in the kitchen that doesn't smoke. Ooh. I'll tell you that for a fact. I like how a lot of like kitchen people talk about. Uh, <coughs> what 
when when mm. kitchen people get together like from different kitchens they'll talk about like their 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 jobs like they're in the fucking military it's fucking uh, it's like it's like military guys talking about where'd you serve I, I served in back in Ellie's <laughs> two years mate I, I did it in a fucking cafe they're Pazzo. talking about it like they're discussing what branch they were in like I, I was in the Marine Corps alright well I worked in the Magnum Cafe right that's <laughs> <laughs> So we see the patients in the sanitarium watching the broadcast. Uh, some are dancing while others are just minding their own business. Uh, one patient in particular ah, this is, like, this is, is like... watching a wind-up toy driving circles on a small tabletop before another one creeps up beside him. He's kind of sitting there, kind of knelt down beside him, watching next to him. He then takes out a shoe and battles a fucking thing. Yeah, this is a fun asylum. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just creeps up beside him and battles the toy with a shoe. Mm. Like it's a wee fly or something, it just goes dunk. And these we never see these characters again. Nope. That is the only <laughs> time we just have that little vignette in <laughs> their existence. And then that is it. It is not relevant to the story in any way, shape, or form. But I just felt that I felt the need to mention it. Because I I had to pause the film, I was laughing so hard. The noise that it makes when he hits it reminds me of it reminds me of the asylum from the from Anthrax's Madhouse video. Aye. It's a madhouse, do 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 do. So they say. You know, so. Anthrax are fucking great. Anthrax are fucking great. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pity they can't seem to fucking tour Europe anytime any time in the last Aye, five years. Fucking cunts. <laughs> Get over here, you Get fucking... Get your ass here. <laughs> Where's that album that we've been waiting on for like 10 fucking years? Get your fucking shit together. You're right. hemorrhaging money, you lazy bastards. Says <laughs> 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 you two cunts sitting in my bedroom recording a podcast about fucking New Year's Evil. <laughs> you lazy bastards. Done more than them in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> actually saying that Anthrax's drummer is now the drummer for Pantera so you know oh fucking gun yourself son uh, so, we say uh, that as if they're like young guys they're all like in their fucking 50s I don't give a fuck <laughs> maybe they're 60s now I don't know uh, gone yourself uh, granda yeah. like that's <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but this, uh, this is very uh, the, the mental health <laughs> depicted here I don't know oh it's bad yeah. <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> As I said, the fun asylum. It reminds me of it kinda reminds me of Friday the thirteenth part five, the halfway house, and how shit that was. Like <laughs> oh, right, yeah. It's it's one of the numbers, you know what I mean? It's like it's in no way accurate whatsoever. It, it's a really poor depiction of what a place like this would actually have looked it's like poor. even at the time. It's poor, but it's funny. It's funny as fuck though. <laughs> I can excuse a lot of things if it's funny. <laughs> Well, within reason. <laughs> I'll leave you to figure out what those are. I don't, please do. <laughs> For the love of God, don't elaborate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Been gone for a year. Don't fucking end it now. <laughs> no, 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 we'll gain a new audience of, <laughs> of right-wing scumbags. <laughs> Fucking just take a hard right, fucking handbrake done. Fucking <laughs> yeah, we can get, we can milk money off those bastards. Be like, we were cancelled by the liberal left. Stay a fucking handbrake turn straight into racism lane. Here we go. <laughs> so uh, evil, as we'll call him, evil uh, continues his walk through the sanitarium, eventually finding a storage closet and disguising himself as a doctor. 
He then introduces himself it's, to one of the nurses as Jeff Winters from County. That's a name and a half. Jeff Winters just sounds like a fucking porn star name, doesn't it? See, I thought it sounded like a country western star, but you've went in the fucking opposite direction. Well, a country western star can work too. Here's a latest hit from Nashville from Jeff Winters. I see what I mean. Aye. Yeah. I drive my truck of... down to the lane. I take my baby <laughs> down the cave. Oh, that shit. Ah, you fucked that up, Elton, mate. <laughs> I, I got the voice down. You got the voice down, my <laughs> life. You did sound a little bit like Dale for King of the Hill, but apart from that... <laughs> I was going for a... What do you call him? Um, Hank Williams. But <laughs> Nah, you didn't yodel enough for Hank Williams. How's <laughs> <laughs> the good, the bad and the ugly, you cunt? <laughs> or I could go for Hank Williams Jr. and just start saying the end. No, just no, no, moving on, words. moving on. <laughs> Or go Hank Williams the third and start playing sludge metal. No. Yeah, so. <laughs> we'll accept that. We don't accept Hank Williams Jr. He's a cunt. Right. So he said he introduces himself as Jeff Winters from County. Turns out evil, as we know him, evil is pretty fucking smooth. And this also shows that if you go in, you can get into anywhere as long as you look like you belong there, and as long as you act it's confident. The, it's what I, it's the high vis theory. Yeah. And if you do, have, I, I can't remember the name of the guy that actually came up with us. He was an Australian comedian. Was it Jim Jeffries? No, no, no. It's not that cunt. Uh, he's <laughs> the only Australian comedian I know. <laughs> no, he had this theory that you can go, you can go anywhere you want in the world, so long as you're wearing high vis and you're carrying a ladder. Yeah. Like if you're just a ladder under your arm and a high vis jacket. And you can go fucking anywhere you like, and nobody questions it. You don't need ID. You don't need a fucking keycard. You just stand outside somewhere, some somewhere's front door. It could be any business in the world. We high vis and a ladder. Somebody will let you in. Yeah, guaranteed. Even that you don't even need that. Sometimes all you need, like, sure, you might need to look like you sort of belong there, wear a nice shirt or something. But as long as you look like you belong there and you have a little bit of confidence, you can fucking get in anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, me, I couldn't get in anywhere because I have too long of a hair. But, but you know. <laughs> you know. But uh, if I had this, like, cut, whatever, wearing a wearing a nice shirt and I was standing outside some office building glass. Glasgow. If you went back into Mormon mode. It doesn't even need to be that short. But, yeah. uh, but you know, I could uh, also wear a lanyard. Oh yeah, lanyard. I could Lanyards are good. Lanyard, yeah. You can you get, get in anywhere. fucking anywhere with a lanyard. Yeah, yeah. I went exploring yeah. the Amazon warehouse with just a lanyard once in places I couldn't get into, so so I was wearing clothes too. I was gonna say just a <laughs> hold on a second. How many laws are you breaking here? Just a lanyard. How many laws of Amazon broken? <laughs> what I break is a what good I point. break fuck is them. A, <laughs> what, I, what I break is a drop is a drop in the ocean, mate. I don't give a fuck. Do right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Right. So, it turns out, evil, as we come, is pretty fucking smooth. Evil. As he, as he pulls out a bottle of champagne and asks the nurse to share a glass with him somewhere private. Right, this is like the start of, like, uh... This is the start of a bad porno. Uh, uh-huh. It's, it's the bit that everybody skips, you know? <laughs> That's it, that bit was. <laughs> <laughs> they should have got that guy from Last House on the left of this, but he would have been... True, yeah, he'd have been shit hot, eh? <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Cut to the two of them drinking from paper cups, toasting the new year and themselves as the nurse introduces herself as Jane. 
Uh, they dance while well, the band play a kind of slow ballad, kind of, you know, a nice wee waltzy dance number. Yeah, this is when the footsteps really fucking stick out. Oh, oh it's so bad. We cut <laughs> back to the live broadcast, and this is the worst fucking instance. The footsteps are louder than the actual fucking music, right? <laughs> it's like a, it's like in WWE when they like, mic the ring. <laughs> aye, aye. Like, this is the first... Like, at first, right, during the first scene, I thought it was just a mistake, right? That the footsteps were in there and it was just they'd, somebody had fucked up somewhere and then this scene kicked in and I was like nope that's a full blown fucking feature big man that is exactly what was intended I don't know why and this is also where we see this guy there's one guy in the crowd that is out of his goddamn mind nah, he's, he's just his jaws fucking swinging his heads flung back his arms are in the fucking air he's having the time of his goddamn life how many of these people do you think are dead <laughs> And how many of them do you think died from drugs? It's a bit fucking grim, isn't it? <laughs> uh, have you look at? Have you, have you seen what people? The fuck, man? Have you have you seen people that survived like the nineteen eighties LA punk scene? They look like they're fucking dead. <laughs> that John Carpenter. <laughs> I don't think he was into that sort of shit, to be honest. But yeah, I know, but that's what they look like. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, what's his name, Rick Agnew? The fucking should, Walking Dead. Should look up Rick Agnew. He was a guitar player, and I think he was in was he was in the adolescence. He was also in a Christian Death and all that shit. He, he looks like he's been through the fucking ringer. To be fair, he used to do a lot of heroin, so I but, know, uh, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> but uh, he looks like he's fucking on the verge. Heroin, not exactly known for its, you know, fucking age-repelling features, you know? None of that pish. Unless you're Nicky Six. Aye, true. Don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened to them. What the fuck, man? No, they, they seem to survive. No fucking clue how. <laughs> I was actually listening to Motley Crue not to, uh, over the holidays, right? And uh, Motley Crue, you know, they're they're fine, right? But um, I was listening to one of their songs, right? And there's a lyric in it. Where it's, they're talking about a party, Right? And the lyric is, one of, part of the lyric is, girl passed out, naked in the back. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Because I've been to parties like that, and shit like that happens. Yes. That's fine. But then they continue. <laughs> oh, no. Naked in the back, everybody got a score. And I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck, right? When do you think this song came out? Keep in mind, it's Motley Crue. I don't know, 80s? 2009. <laughs> or 8, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So I was sitting there like, ah, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> we always knew Motley Crue were kind of scum, but like, yeah. <laughs> uh. What the fuck? Eighties <laughs> <80s> metal. <laughs> anyway, so Ernie walks backstage with two cops and introduces them to Diane as Lieutenant Clayton and Sergeant Green. Sergeant Green, is this the the actual detective guy? The detective guy is Lieutenant Clayton. All right. Okay. Sergeant Green is the police guy. The polis, the polis guy. They're both polis, but yes. I, no, they're both polis, but plain clothes. One's polis and one's plain clothes, right? Oh my god! Have you seen that fucking Ricky Fulton sketch when he goes into the fucking? He meets Taggart. Oh, oh, it's fucking <laughs> bright. It's just that line. Do the Americans know what Taggart is? I don't fucking know, and I don't care, right? But he meets <laughs> the original Taggart, right? And he fucking says to him, "He says I'm an officer in plain clothes," and he goes to him, he's, he says. Well, just you work hard, son, and one day you'll get a nice shiny uniform like mine. Fuck. Tagger is a... It's fucking brilliant. Tagger is like the Scottish equivalent of um, 
Law and Order. Aye. And it's fucking great. It's not, oh, it's, it's, not about it. it's not about it anymore, but like if you want to see what Glasgow looked like in the late 80s and the 90s, it went, the show went on until like 2005 or something like that. But if you want to I see got what... A, I got a kind of reboot, kind of... didn't even get rebooted, it just kept going. Oh, did it just keep going? Uh, I thought that was a reboot. No, no. But if you want to see what Glasgow looked like in like the fucking shite days, <laughs> go watch Taggart. So I remember, because it used to be filmed in the same studio where they filmed Still Game. And the folk that filmed Taggart were fucking raging. Because, see, any time they've done a pub scene in Still Game, they get real alcohol in. Oh, fuck. But, uh... And so the folk are tired. I said, we're sitting there fucking dragging cadavers about the place and they're getting pissed and having a fucking great laugh. What was it it they all say in Tiger? There's been a murder. There's been a... You know, in the original series, (laughs) Nacon says that. I don't give a fuck. It's fucking hilarious. There's not a single person says that throughout the series until uh, the later series. But I'll go watch Tiger, mate. It's fucking great. (laughs) That is really good. <laughs> right, so I introduced him to Polis. Uh, Lieutenant Clayton uh, brushes off Diane's claims, stating, you have to expect that from the type of audience you appeal to. Asshole behaviour! The cop tells her that if the creep calls again, she is to keep him on the phone as long as she can so they can record and hopefully trace the call. Mm. Fairly standard. Diane then calls her son to check on him, uh, he answers the phone, but you can see that he's visibly very scared as he picks up the receiver, assuming that he's watching all this on the telly in the hotel room, right? He says, listen, there's something you should know, something important. But just like earlier, she barely registers what he says and hangs up the phone. Where's my daddy? Oh, yeah. So this full film, he's wanting to know where his dad is, and his dad's apparently in Palm Springs, half his tits. <laughs> That's the excuse we've been given. Apparently, he's just absolutely fucking fleeing down in Palm Springs I actually had to look up what Palm Springs was because I was under the impression that Palm Springs is in Florida but apparently, so that's, that. apparently that's Palm Beach so oh, right. Palm Springs is like a town uh, by some lake like south of LA and a lot of the rich folk go there just to get fucked so fair yeah. enough <laughs> I've never been to California so we then cure a shot of three mysterious red pills sat by the phone which Derek takes with a glass of water back at the sanitarium Evil and Nurse Jane are making out. So should we get a lot of tits? Yeah. Yep. In the TV room, the nurses walk around handing out party hats and noisemakers to all the patients as they get ready <laughs> for the new year. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck are you laughing at? Just them handing out the fucking party hats and shit. I know, it's, it's so dumb, isn't it? <laughs> it's so fucking... Some poor wee... Like, some poor wee, like, fucking... What's, what's the word? No, comatose... Catatonic bastard, right? <laughs> Sat and it was just somebody just come up there and just went there yeah like he's a fucking ornament just put the fucking hat <laughs> on him he's a stuck li- a noisemaker in his mouth <laughs> he's a living ornament mm. <laughs> we stick him in the corner and we forget about him sometimes fucking house of wax shit right there I'm telling you fucking <laughs> madness anyway but here is we have our gratuitous 1980 slasher movie yep. tit shots yes we do uh, as uh-huh. Evil and Jane continue to make out and Evil reaches over and presses record on his radio slash tape player combo. Hmm. The countdown takes a sinister turn as Evil draws a switchblade and stabs Jane right as the countdown in New York reaches zero. Stabs are quite a few times from what I remember. Yeah. I actually, remember party, thinking, I actually remember thinking it was pretty brutal, but... Uh, it is pretty brutal. Yeah. It is pretty brutal, but you don't see anything. You just hear yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, but uh, back at the party, the horrible sound mixing makes a return as the band plays a kind of upbeat song to yeah, contrast this, what we've just seen. Yeah, this is the second band. Aye. Um, I cannot remember what they were called. Made in Japan. 
Is that what they're called? I believe so. Either they're either called that or that's the name of one of the songs that they introduced. I can't remember. Isn't there a band called Japan? Yeah, that called yeah there is. Yeah. Yeah. Are they the ones that the, they're not the ones that did that song were turned Japanese, is it? No, no, no. Who did that? That's a terrible song. Who did that song? I don't know. I really think so. Japanese, I think it's right. So we'll move on for now and then while you look that up. But Diane answers the phones and it's evil once again. She tries to keep him on the line as per the cops' instructions and evil informs yeah, made, Diane. Made in Japan was the second band. Is that they're, the second band? They're yeah. the ones that sound like the, the neck and yeah, yeah. the cars and all that so, shit. She keeps him on the line. Evil informs Diane that he's made his first kill right on schedule and tells her to listen to the replay before playing back his recording of Jane's death. So basically, if she's on the phone, all she could really hear is just kind of... <laughs> oh my God! And a stabbing sound effect. No, you wouldn't even really be able to hear that. It's like oh no, you can, hear, you can hear it clearly over the tape and over the phone. Yeah, in the from movie. From her POV. Yeah, in the movie, but in real life... Yeah, in real life, she'd <laughs> fuck all. You always hear it just kind of like... In real life, all she's hearing is fucking... <laughs> like that's just... What is this? A 1991 black metal demo tape? Oh yeah. my god! I love it! <laughs> now, he then gives Diane the location of the body and tells her to tell the police. Back at the sanitarium, another nurse is looking for Jane and is unfortunate enough to find her in a cupboard with her throat slit. I was going to say, I thought he just stabbed her. No, no, nah, nah, when you find her body, you see like her, her throat's yeah. been slit open. She's somebody as well. Hang on. The, the fucking nurse that dies... Um, Jane, she is somebody in this because I remember looking at her Wikipedia page and being like, "Oh, it's her." Uh, her name's Taffy, by the way. <laughs> Aye. So, is it O'Connell or O'Connell or something like that? Uh, yeah. All oh, right, that's what. Right, okay. <laughs> She's in a movie that we're inevitably going to cover at some point called Galaxy of Terror. Oh yeah. Where she gets killed by uh, a giant space worm that fornicates with her. <laughs> That's no right. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, so dead. Robert so, Englund's also in that movie. Oh, for fuck's sake, Robert! What are you doing? <laughs> She's also a ring girl in Rocky too. Oh, cool. Mm. So while this is all happening, Derek, we then see Derek staring at himself in the mirror as he draws a switchblade of his own and starts cutting into some kind of red fabric and talking to himself. Because I know what you think of me. You think I've got some kind of mental disorder? He then pulls the fabric over his head creating a kind of mask I think while you do. breathing heavily. <laughs> I think you do, bro. <laughs> and then he says, now what do you think? I, I think you have a mental disorder. <laughs> I think you're fucking cracked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Killer clowns is in your future, bro. <laughs> I think you've got I think you've hit the nail in the head, big man. I think you're, I think you're absolutely hot stand, big man. You need to fucking seek help. You look like just a stereotypical robber in every canon movie now. Yeah. <laughs> So it bears mentioning, right, that you're going to get shot by Charles Bronson. (laughs) It bears mentioning here, right, that everything that we've just tapped, that we've explained throughout this movie, right, we're not even a half hour in at this point. A lot of shit happens. This is about 28 minutes into the movie. A lot of shit happens, but nothing happens. Yeah. There's like these, somehow these long stretches of fuck all, but when you actually break down what happens, it's quite tight. I don't know how it feels so fucking... I think it's just because of those awkward dance scenes, but I... It's that and because a lot of the, the shots just linger. Aye. Everything just lingers. So, at the party, Diane joins the band on stage and starts dancing with them. Uh, Derek attempts to make a phone call, I assume it's to his father, but the line is busy. 
He also, then starts just, pulling the head off of the bouquet of roses that he brought with him. Can we just talk about the logistics of this fucking show as well? Right? So there's two Aye, bands. There's two bands on. It's going to be annoying as fuck for both of these bands because they're not playing like a full set each. It looks like they're playing a couple of songs and then they go off. Then the next band comes on and plays a couple of songs. Then the original band will come on and play another couple of songs. So they're having to change up all their fucking instruments and shit. Not only that, <laughs> right? The techs must be having a fucking nightmare because <laughs> they've got to mix for two set. Because instead of just mixing for one band, they play their set and then they mix for the next. They've got to constantly go back and forward between the two fucking states. Mm-hmm. and each band will be using different lighting states for different songs as well so the lighting guys will have all that to fucking contend with yeah the actual like the guitar techs will have to be fucking tuning like mad or making sure everything's all fucking gone there yeah and then like, like the drummers might have different tunings for the snare as well so they're constantly getting the wee fucking key out and fucking with it yeah and you see like so they're in LA they've got an audience watching the show in New York and Denver right do they have bands playing as well? Or are they just watching everything on shitty TVs? I don't know. There's also one in uh, fucking... Is it Chicago? Aspen. Oh, yeah, Aspen. Yeah, Colorado. Right? Yeah, Aspen. Right. I thought it was Denver. Aspen. No, okay. it's Aspen. Right. right. Why isn't it Denver? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, if it's... The f- Aspen's the town in Dumb and Dumber that they go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, so why not Denver? I, I don't know. But it's... But do they have bands there? I don't know. <laughs> so... How are they just watching shit so on screens, just being like, dancing yeah. to shitty 1980s TV? Aye. Uh, we then see a quick shot of Evil applying a fake moustache. Evil. Then Diane leaves the party and is informed by the police that the body was indeed found and it would appear that the caller is not joking about. Uh, oh Diane my God, it was conclu- Jane, wasn't it? Mm. No, Diane comes to the conclusion that he must have gotten Yvonne as well. Oh no. Cut to a mustachioed Evil... Evil. Entering a decidedly funky party. This party does look pretty good. And uh, scanning the room while he lights a slim cigar. Uh, he sees a lone woman at the end of the bar and offers her a light for a cigarette this and two start talking. This, this woman's voice. I swear to fuck, her voice goes right fucking through me, man. Oh my God. <laughs> like, like, I'm I'm no one to judge, right? <laughs> but holy fucking shit, man. It's that proper high-pitched kind of whiny tone, right? It's like fucking Jennifer Coolidge on helium. I was going to say, she sounded kind of like Lisa Simpson a wee bit. Aye. But because yeah. it's not a cartoon, it's annoying as fuck. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even do it. Uh, I, I, I couldn't do it in my best day. Never mind with this fucking shit I've got going on now. Uh, yeah, you need to see it to hear it. Because yeah, I can't do that You shit. need to see it to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't do it, so like you're oh, going to have to watch... Oh, you need to see it. the film, right, yeah. I get you. <laughs> so I was sitting there wondering, like, what do you, what do you, since when do you listen with your fucking eyes? Have you ever taken gear, mate? <laughs> <laughs> you ever been on acid, mate? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I walked right into that one. <laughs> oh, fuck this. Have you ever... Uh, Stimulated the pineal gland. Fucking what? Your brain, the third eye. Oh, you have? Have you not seen From Beyond? Okay. No. All right. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that at some point. You're fucking weird, man. Anyway. Yeah. 
So uh, the police informed Diane that they believe he will kill again, correctly deducing that he intends to kill as each time zone enters the new year. Fucking great detective work. He pretty much said that he was going to do that, but great detective yeah, work. Yeah, I know. He said exactly he was going to do that, and he's sitting there going, we figured it out. No, he fucking tilt you. <laughs> you didn't figure it out. The cunt said it. Well, technically, he didn't tell the police. He told her. They listened in, so they had to deduce from what he was saying with his words about what he was going to do. So, you know, and they had to use their brains to figure that shit out. So, fuck the police. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> he tells Diane to keep the show going in hopes that the killer will call again and give them some information that they can actually use. Mm. So, back at the funky party. Uh, Evil says goodbye to the woman he'd been chatting up, saying he has this big business thing he has to attend with all these stars of Hollywood. Yeah, he says he represents fucking... Oh, what was his name? He the, says he's an investor and he represents uh, some big actor. Yeah. I and, can't even mean the name of the actor uh, no, he uses, I'll, I'll get who he represents because the nurse, the nurse that died was actually in the TV show. Fucking, oh, right. Fucking uh, uh, Eric Estrada. That's it, aye. So uh, his uh, shelf life as Eric Estrada's investment guy is only going to last about five more years. <laughs> Not even five. Aye. The show Chips ended in 1983. <laughs> so, uh, you know, fuck Eric Estrada. Now Eric Estrada's in all those cool cats, save the kids type shit now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. so he invites the woman to join him, claiming that he can introduce her to some really interesting people. The woman meets Evil outside and introduces Evil. on bringing her roommate along with her. These parties, though... This Evil is... agrees, saying, ah, oh, well, you can't be too careful these days. These, <laughs> these sort of parties and these bars, these are like, why are... I mean, this is one of the small reasons why I like watching these sort of old movies. I don't know, I think we talked about this in our um, Someone's Watching Me videos. Some, uh, of these bars... some of these bars are fucking <laughs> brilliant looking, uh, man. Uh, you just go in there and you can immediately, like, you just know what it's going to smell like. You know, you're uh, just sitting there like, yes. <laughs> you know what it's going to feel like as well? Like it's uh, sticky elbows, you know? It's, uh, like the... uh, uh, it's great. I love it. Uh, meanwhile, Diane listens to the recording from earlier, and the cop says to her, listen, I know he's using some kind of, he calls it a voice processor, which makes no fucking sense. It's just a voice box, isn't it? Aye. It's just a voice modulator, simple. But uh, he uses, despite him using a voice modulator, is there anything you can recognise about the guy's voice? I'm going to say that again so you can understand how fucking stupid that sentence is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know he's disguising I know his that voice. He's, I know that he's disguising his voice, so it's impossible to tell who he is, but do you ken who he is? <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever seen that movie, um, The New York Ripper? There's too many fucking rippers, man. It's one, of my, it's one of those Italian bullshit movies that I really like. Aye. So the killer in that is another guy that changes his voice up on the phone, except he decides to use a Donald Duck impression. <laughs> so whenever he, he's doing his killing, all he hears... <laughs> I, I think I need to watch that film then. that sounds mental it's a Lucio Fulci movie oh it fucking would be wouldn't it yeah and, and I've got it on those uh, <coughs> I've got it on those yellow DVDs that shameless company oh, so, you, shameless so you know so you know what type of movie so you know what type of movie it is you know it's good shit yeah <sighs> so uh, eventually she's informed that the Chicago feed is about to go live Chicago punk for their New Year's countdown Chicago had a good punk scene they did fucking yeah. naked ray gun big black all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff mm. uh, she hesitates at first but eventually decides to do the broadcast saying this is my show I'm not gonna let this cutthroat ruin it for me <laughs> literally <laughs> aye I has literally slit a cunt's throat aye. <laughs> so, like, anyway back in the car Evil drives through the town carefully watching the clock and begins to grow agitated 
Uh, you gotta do transcendental up, meditation. <laughs> the woman who he picks up, who is now introduced as Sally, suggests he try transcendental meditation, saying, I stopped biting my nails. Lisa got rid of her nervous diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't <laughs> yeah. which leave us, Lisa replies, shut the fuck up. Nah, she doesn't actually say shut the fuck up, but she might as well. <laughs> Lisa got laid. <laughs> <laughs> That did that did give me a laugh though. It was uh-huh. like, <laughs> at which point uh, Sal Ali continues telling Evil all about her journey through various forms of therapy until Lisa asks if they can make a pit stop. Evil stops outside a local liquor store and tasks Lisa with buying the biggest goddamn bottle of champagne they got. Hell yeah! While Lisa is away, Evil hits record. And throws a plastic bag no, over no, no, Sally's right, right, head. Right, right. That's not no, that's not just what he does. Do you know how he gets this plastic bag oh, over her head? Oh no, he says that it's like Cuban cigars. No, no, no. It's and not even that. He says he's got grass in there, some good grass, right? Aye. And it's like some Colombian, Colombian shit, shit. Right. But did you see what was actually in the bag? Fuck all. No, no, no. There was something in that bag. What? He had broccoli in there. <laughs> so he's like, you gotta smell that shit. And she's Aye, put- you've got to smell it. And she puts her face in the fucking bag to smell it. <laughs> it looks like broccoli in the bag. I'm like, well. Aye, and then he <laughs> just goes, what? Over the heat. Oh, uh, yeah. So she's gone. And, and at this scene, I genuinely disturbed me because there's like a close up on her face for the full time. Mm. And it is kind of fucked up. Like the way that they felt, it's like, oh, what the? F- oh, this is actually. Okay, this this is starting to actually be a proper horror movie. Now I'm genuinely unsettled. Okay. And then it immediately goes back to stupid shit. Uh, because as Lisa emerges from the store to find the car is gone and finds one of Sally's shoes just sitting in the ground. She walks to the back of the store, finds another shoe, then sees a sleeve hanging out the dumpster. This is when she starts freaking out. I'm like, why are you, why are you freaking out just at the yeah, sleeve? She opens the dumpster, looks inside, it's just darkness. Which is then illuminated by a lighter held by evil. evil. Who then, who then la- a stupid fu- <laughs> fucking hey, laugh. He fucking pops up. Uh, pops up, pulls her into the dumpster. <laughs> it's like that. It looks so fucking stupid. It looks like, like for any fans of Doctor Who, right? <laughs> oh, the fucking really like, ones? Yes, it looks like the first episode of Christopher Eccleston's run in Doctor Who. When Mickey gets pulled into the fucking wheelie bin. It looks exactly like that. <laughs> What is it he keeps saying after he gets turned into a fucking mannequin? Pizza. There Pizza. We go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, evil. He's a clever boy. No. Or everybody else is just stupid. I don't know. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so that we then cut well, to die. Well, the one sober man, I suppose, would be clever amongst all the drunkards. True. So, so we then cut to Diane screaming down the phone. You're one sick son of a bitch, mister. Ah. Evil. <laughs> All right. Uh, Evil tells Diane where the most recent bodies are. Hangs up the phone before changing his clothes at the back of his car. Evil. A cop car passes him in the background and he smiles. We then follow the cops to see them pulling up outside the liquor store. Oh, this bit was actually kind of creepy. And then they check the bins. We get a classic cat jump scare with either the most shitty bit of ADR I've ever seen in my life or the cat's a ventriloquist. Because we get the class like fucking Row! fucking I can't do it because my throat's fucked. I one of them, but the cat's mouth doesn't fucking move. <laughs> it's just there. It's just this cute wee. It's just this cute wee bastard just looking at the camera, just be like, oh yeah. Oh <laughs> but this sound is just all right. Trips, how's it going? Where's the tuna? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> but this sound is like fucking. It's meant to be like oh hissing and terrified and all this. And the cat's just like. 
big eyes like fucking dinner plates like hello that's why that's why they should have emulated those Italian bullshit half it's tits and catnip that's why they should have uh, emulated those Italian bullshit movies and just throw the cat at people like, no <laughs> you can no nah, don't do that with, well you can kind of do that with ragdolls it's funny as fuck but, <laughs> but uh, this I used to, I tell you, I used to go bowling with my ragdolls whenever I'd polish the fucking floor you used to bowl with your cat the floor and, I would set a bunch of plastic bottles out and just fucking fling them. All right, I thought, you meant, I thought you meant like ten pinballs. Like, uh, you fucking took a fucking toy. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I, t- I, I took my cat to fucking. I took my cat to the fucking garage and come on, just fucking. Mm. But uh, like this whole this whole next bit was actually kind of creepy. Where they find the bodies. Oh was... yeah, it, it kind of gave me sort of scream vibes when they're going through. Like, it didn't the give me scream that. vibes. It gave me it gave me fucking uh, just the way it was shot. It gave me like sinister vibes when it. When, oh like, yeah. Um, the weird sort of uh, found footage type no, stuff. I get that, yeah. Well, Give me that. Uh, so, we then, so the cops begin following a trail of blood and eventually find the bodies of Sally, who's strung up on a swing set in some poor bastard's back garden, <laughs> and Lisa, who was left on a slide and dramatically slides down to reveal that she's been cut up. <laughs> How the fuck has he set that up so that she would slide perfectly at that time? I like, imagine it was accidental, but you can just imagine him watching that from a distance, seeing the body slide down, and you're like, yes! <laughs> I, I did it! <laughs> fuck yeah it's just the fucking blade thing the first part just like yeah <laughs> he's dressed up like a priest now isn't he aye aye next time we see him he's dressed up like a priest padre aye so from one predator to another no, uh, evil then so all fucking pedos <laughs> I'm saying nothing uh, evil then begins looking for his next victim uh, he stops at a red light and is surrounded by bikers Hell yeah. One of whom flips him off before the lights turn green and all the bikers overtake him. Evil then tunes into a radio broadcast warning women to be on guard in the North Hollywood area as Evil's exploits have now made the news. (laughs) Distracted by the news, he then crashes into the bikers causing them to once again surround his car, this time battering the car, trying to open the door, screaming in the window and all that. Evil reverses and drives away and the bikers give chase. The soundtrack for this segment is fucking weird. I don't know how to describe this fucking music other than fucking boing. But that's... <laughs> I actually don't remember. Uh, it's just this weird fucking like... Bark, bark, bark. It sounds like fucking Primus. It's <laughs> well, we hear over it's just something going, Shake hands of beef! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But if Primus were like heavy shite, like, like absolutely dog dung, you know what I mean? Uh. Uh, he eventually finds himself at a drive-in cinema oh, this is another which point. is playing the 1963 movie Blood Feast oh, Blood Feast but this is another point where it's like it's like shitty ADR because like you see Aye. the bikers like they're all going after him like before they reach the uh, yeah, yeah. before they reach the drive-in they're all going like yeah get him get him get him but you never see any of them their mouths moving they've got their moving. girlfriends on the back of the bikes they're, you know, they're, they're all just going down rather chill you know yeah vroom, yeah vroom. But they're, but they're all screaming like, get that motherfucker! You know, so, yeah. so the bikers catch up to him at the drive-in and speed through without paying and begin searching for evil. Evil leaves his car and attempts to leave the drive-in on foot but is confronted by one of the bikers who says, greetings, asshole. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> evil replies with, I'm evil. a man of God, not a man of violence, and then he stabs him. <laughs> <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> 
And it is as quick as that, by the way. He literally goes, I'm a man of God, not of violence, and then he draws the fucking knife and just shanks him. Boy, what's a better, what's a better kill, this or 1990 Captain America with <laughs> fucking... Oh, the Heil Hitler side's got to be the best <laughs> one of the bunch. That's the best thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. How Hitler, bang, bang, bang! <laughs> It's not even it's not even that quick. It's the Hitler. He's like a big fucking pause between the two words, and then it takes about five seconds to draw the gun and then fucking fire at him. All the meanwhile, everyone in the background's just going, "What the oh. fuck was that? What's a Nazi? Who let the Republican in?" Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but uh, then, like we we uh, at the driving as well. We uh, blood blood uh, feast. By the way, is. Uh, one of the earliest splatter movies. Um, yes, yes, uh, it's wild, widely considered to be the first. I don't know if we'll ever do oh, Herschel Gordon Lewis movies. Uh, yeah, we could do some of them, I suppose. We could, we could do a couple. Either. They're a bit hard to cover, I would say, but uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, nah, nah. I think they're, I think they're just really dated. But uh, that could be fun. That's know. it. Yeah, but in of itself. Yeah. But you know, yeah. But uh, in the in the driving, the you know, there's some guy trying to get on with his girlfriend, and she keeps saying like, "The next movie." They're they aren't even watching Blood Feast. They're actually watching the trailer for Blood. Uh, Feast. They're watching the trailer. For, <laughs> no. They're not even watching the trailer for Blood Feast. They're watching the trailer for the drive-in event that they're at. It's a double feature. <laughs> because oh, no. the next film after Blood Feast is Blood Bath or something like that, or Blood something else. So it's a double feature. It's a double blood feature, basically. Blood Diner. I don't know. Uh, Wizard of Gore. I don't know. Uh, no, it was, it was definitely Blood something or Blood Bath. But, uh, <laughs> so they're not even watching the film. They're watching the trailer for the event that they're currently sitting at. Does he get a tits out in this part? I can't yes. Think. Does he? Partially. 80s movies! Yeah. Hey, titties. So, he then runs to the car where the two teenagers are making out. He throws the guy out of the car and drives off with a young woman still in the back seat. Just get out of the car. Cut to the main party where the live feed shows Aspen with the new year only five minutes away. Now, Aspen's in Colorado, right? Aye. I haven't been to Colorado, but I know people that have. Colorado yes. gets very fucking cold in winter. It's you know. Yeah, and they're all out skiing. Yeah, Denver is called like the Mile High City and all that shit because they're like a mile up there. Whenever football, yeah. whenever football teams go to play their team, Aye, they have to deal with like altitude sickness. Uh, so they're at a disadvantage, which is funny because the Denver Broncos suck dick. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, but like I don't see anybody really chilling. Maybe they're just used to it. I don't know. But I don't really see yeah. anybody hanging out until like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. or whatever. Aye, fuck that for a the fucking cold in the snow. Yeah. Skiing. Of, they're, they're skiing with like flares. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. Not even flares. I think it was like... It's like candles. Yeah. That's a, that's a fucking death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so back in the car, the young woman begs for her life while Evil makes a show of flicking out his switchblade and putting it back in the, in the handle and then flicking out again. Evil. Eventually, the car is brought to a halt by two drunkards crossing the road. <laughs> These guys. And the young woman uses this opportunity to make a fucking break for Wearing it. Wearing paper hats. Yes. <laughs> and with what appears to be like tinsel draped around them like a fucking feather boa. Where are they coming from? A New Year's party or a Christmas party? What are they doing? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> They're also like in the middle of nowhere. Where the yeah. fuck were these people coming from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh. This film makes no fucking sense. <laughs> And she goes and runs and hides in a fucking baseball diamond. It looks like I don't know. Yeah, well, we don't. We only really see like the bleachers and like the seats. Yeah. So I don't fucking know. But anyway, evil chases her through the nearby woods into what appears to be a baseball field. 
Meanwhile, the two drunkards have managed to flag down a police car and inform them <laughs> of what's going on. Oh, cops, man. Yeah. Evil continues to look for the one for the young woman and eventually finds her hiding under a shed of some kind. Evil. However, the police manage to get to him just in time and he's forced to run away before he's able to kill the poor young woman. Oh. Our killer is now behind schedule. And that never gets brought up in the rest of the fucking movie. And it annoyed the fucking life out of me. Because they make a massive point in making out that how he's like obsessive about this, right? How he has to kill everybody at midnight. That's his big fucking thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd think with the amount of fucking effort they've put to pointing out this pattern, right? That when the pattern is interrupted, the guy would go apeshit. He does not give a shit. No, and even the police are kind of like, we got her, like when they get the girls. And like, yeah, even they don't really give a fuck. They they, they, there's no scene of them like talking to her, being like, what do you look like? Or any yeah, of that shit. there's so. nothing, no follow-up. They just don't get, it just doesn't get the kill and moves on. <laughs> and it, fuck, I, mm, <laughs> this fucking movie. Right. Uh. That, that genuinely pissed me off. Anyway, back at the party, Lieutenant Clayton takes to the stage to announce that if anyone has to leave the building, then they will not be admitted back in, as the entire floor has been sealed off. And there is a fun, kind of genuine punk moment where as soon as he gets on and introduces himself as Lieutenant Clayton, every single person in the crowd flips him off and starts booing. Boo. <laughs> boo, fucking pig, boo. Boo, 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 boo. Which is, I mean, exactly what would fucking happen if... A-cab. I, was A-cab a thing back then? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was just a fuck the pigs. Like that was... Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> fuck you. That, that's even later. <laughs> that was the 90s, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, Actually, no, it was 13 years after this. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mad. So, backstage, Diane asks what the fuck the police are doing. They inform her that they are doing this to stop the killer from entering the party. I would have thought that was pretty fucking obvious, but then again, the woman is getting traumatised by an unknown killer, so fair play to her. It's also the 80s and she's probably taking a quailage, she doesn't know what's going on. She has no fucking clue where she is. <laughs> she thinks she's playing to Marvin the fucking Martian. So, <laughs> meanwhile, Derek watches all this happen, disguised by his red mask and a pair of sunglasses. Again, this is the last time we see him in that mask. Hmm. And it is never brought up for the rest of the movie. The red mask? Yeah. It's never brought up. and It never comes not back. It never one. wraps around in any way. Yeah, not the one at the end. Like, not the weird latex. No, no, no. He's in, like, this red mask. Right, okay. Yeah. And it, that's never brought up again for the rest of the film. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's like every, every... You can cut Derek from this film entirely, and it does not change, except from the final scene. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, outside the party, Evil watches as the evil. cops... Stop fucking doing that. No, I love it. <laughs> Did nobody ever teach you the fucking rule of threes? Evil. Cunt. Right. Outside the party... Evil. Watches as the cops turn away a young punk who was trying to get into the party after this when he comes late. out of the car and he's like, he's dressed as a priest though, so he's like, go with God. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just, <laughs> He goes at the, he goes, he scars the left half somebody and he gets to the car and he says, go with God, my son. Why didn't he just kill that guy? I don't fucking know. Then he'd be caught up. Yeah. Oh no, it has to be somebody that, that she knows, I suppose. I suppose, yeah, I don't fucking know. So anyway. th- how did she know, did they ever establish how she knew? Sally? No. Nope. Yeah. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's not, it's just completely random, I think. Huh. 
So evil shout. So he then sneaks into the nearby car park to find that even the, sorry. So he's watching on. On as the cops turn away a young punk who's trying to get into the party after working late, as they explain that the full place is shut down. Mm-hmm. Evil then sneaks around into the car park to find that the other entrance is also blocked by two police officers. He waits. One of the police officers go inside, and so Evil shouts out for assistance to lure the remaining officer. I think I away found our drugs post. down here. Yeah, he says. As soon as the officer enters the shadows, Evil springs forward and hits him on the head with a brick. Evil. He then steals the police officer's uniform and just walks into the party. See? As long as you look like you belong. And now, Evil has a gun. Evil. <laughs> Bang. Uh, back at the party, Diane says she needs some time alone, to which Sergeant Green replies, Like hell you do. <laughs> they just found one of my guys knocked cold down in the garage. Excuse me, knocked cold? Mate, he's fucking dead. Right, yeah, he got the back of his head smashing off a brick. He gets head caved in with a fucking brick. My guy, that guy's not been knocked cold. He's fucking dead. He's dead, dead. If he's not dead, he's gimped. So his gonna... soul is dead. Right, <laughs> he get killed good and proper. Mm. Right. <laughs> fucking absolutely killed to bits. Right, <laughs> He's got he's got the human equivalent of the red ring of death. I mean, he's fucking brain dead. So he's aye. The power's there, but fuck all's happening, right? <laughs> he's got he's he's, he's blue screened. <laughs> <laughs> he just opened his eyes and he sees this. It's just the fucking windows blue screen. <laughs> the white text. <laughs> aye, that's in one eye. The other eye's a four o four error. <laughs> he's a Dave was a cyborg. <laughs> oh. Honestly, for this film, that wouldn't even fucking surprise me if they hit out with that shit. Cannon. Uh, <laughs> if they just turned around and just went, fuck it, this film's terminate on the... New Year's Evil 2, Electric Boogaloo. Oh yeah, they're the ones that did that. Yeah, they're, the yeah. Cannon's the one that... Break into Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah. they done the Electric Boogaloo. And then thing. the documentary about Cannon's called Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. That's like their lasting impression on film. Break into Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, either way, uh, the killer could be loose in the building, so Sergeant Green stays with Diane while she makes her way to her room. Green sort of sweeps the room, eventually finding Derek, pointing his gun at him, telling him to freeze. That's my boy! Pretty much. That's my son! That's my boy! (laughs) My boy! My boy! I can actually do it now because my voice is fucked. My boy! My boy! My boy! My boy! My boy! You still don't even know if they say that on Pumpkinhead? Nope, no idea. I can't wait to actually cover that series and find out that it's never said once in the first series and we've just fully inserted that into it. Instead, it's just him going, my son. (laughs) Child of mine. (laughs) The fruit of my loins. (laughs) He's been reading the Bible. My pet sperm. (laughs) Or you could go down the Vince McMahon route. My son, Shane McMahon, the product of my semen. (laughs) Ah. Fuck's sake, McMahon, you fucking you weapon. See, you, should, you should see Shane McMahon's face when he says that as well. He's just coming. Kind of like, oh, no. It's a fucking belter, isn't <laughs> he's it? He's like, what? Oh, he's such a good face, man. He's, yeah. It's a mixture of confusion and disgust. It's, <laughs> I've never seen it since. <laughs> but it's wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Get the fuck out of here, Shane McMahon. Imagine if Vince McMahon was just like in every horror movie. That'd be great. 
Just him in the shadows. That would like, be terrible. Hey, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Just doing that big fucking power walk there. That's a fucking... Yeah, instead of Michael Myers just walking into Vincent. It's just this big man with a fucking You got arms. no chance in hell! I would have arms fucking swinging like... <laughs> Where is he? You take me to him. You Someone me. pointed out to me that when he when he walks like that, he looks like a marionette doll. Right. <laughs> and I've never been able to unsee it. I'm going to inject some poison. Like fucking flailing arms. Jesus Christ. Poison into the WWF. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, Diane says Evil. that she forgot Derek was even there. Uh, Derek replies, <laughs> haven't you always? You always forget me, Bob. <laughs> I had a surprise for you, and right now, I don't want any part of it before leaving the room. Diane tells Sergeant Green to leave while she changes for the show's big finale, and in walks a masked man with a switchblade and a fila tracky. It is no, there is no point whatsoever to point out the fact that he's wearing a fila tracksuit. I just recognised it because I had the exact same fucking tracksuit when I was a child. Yeah, you caught onto the new metal before it was even a thing. Exactly. Ten years before. <laughs> Jonathan Davis watched this movie and was like, fuck yeah, boom, bop, 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 He's like, that's it. Fucking corn, man. I like corn. Yeah, they're pretty good. So, as the soundtrack gets proper fucking creepy, it starts to stock up towards... Uh, Diane. Yeah, this is the mask as well he that I recognise. Yeah, this is the mask that like everyone kind of recognises for this film. I assumed it was going to be in the full fucking movie. So did I. I thought this was going to be like a killer mask. It was going to be our, like Michael Myers, fucking Jason Voorhees, fucking, you know, all that kind of stuff. I thought it was going to be like that. But no, he wears it in this scene and the end scene. And that's it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it accounts for like two minutes of screen time. Yep. Cool mask though. It is a cool mask, but what the fuck? Yeah. So, he then removes the mask and we see evil. Evil. And for a split second, we ain't going on. And then Diane says, Oh, Richard, it's yourself. It's her husband. Who up until this point was supposed to be in Palm Springs, as we said. Getting loaded. Aye. With some teenager, apparently. Apparently, aye. <laughs> apparently, her man's a beast. So he tells her the surprise was Derek's idea and he drove up as soon as he heard the first call from Evil. Evil. Diane fills Richard in on what's happened since then. Green then asks Richard how the hell he managed to enter the building. Richard says that Diane's manager cleared it. Then as soon and then Richard leaves. As soon as he leaves, Green gets in the radio to confirm his story. Yeah, he's not an idiot. Aye. <laughs> Meanwhile, Richard makes his way to what looks like a fuse box, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this bit fucking annoys me again, right? He manages to hack into the CCTV through a fuse box. Do they have CCTV in the 1980s? Yes, they did. Hmm. It would go to, it would be like, they would essentially be connected to, instead of connected to a server, they would be connected to a series of VHS re- recordings. Right. Or if it wasn't VHS, it would be like those we can, those wee fucking micro tapes you used to get for fucking. Yeah. Like home video cameras. Yeah, yeah. Those. But it was same principle, it was just saved on tape and there wasn't as many of them about because they were quite expensive to run. Because they had a, to use tape. Is this a partial tell? I would say so. Yeah, okay. Right. So he somehow manages to hack into it via a fucking fuse box. Now, I'll admit, I'm not a Sparky, right? 
I don't know much about electricity, but I'm pretty sure I couldn't hack my computer using the fucking plug socket. So how you'd the fuck? Be, you'd be surprised. The guy that fucking hacked into Rockstar, the Rockstar. Oh, he done it with. A, I, no, but to be fair to him, he did. He done it with a Fire Stick yeah, and a Telly. Yeah. Then to be fair was, to him, though, a Fire Stick is essentially a mini computer. Then there was that dude that hacked into some ship by just speaking on the phone and like blowing a fucking whistle down it. So you know. Yeah, there's some weird shit. So I don't, I don't know. I don't question it. <laughs> Maybe it is possible. Fair enough. I, I don't question it. I don't know shit. <laughs> Maybe the possibilities there, I don't know. But it looked fucking weird to I me. I don't have a trade. I don't know. <laughs> so he makes to be the fuse box and somehow manages to hack into the CCTV using two wires and a screwdriver. Hell yeah. Right. Downstairs, Lieutenant Clayton tells Ernie that they found Richard's car abandoned in the drive-in. And they have a witness statement saying that he stabbed a guy and ran away. They also found out that Richard was once a patient of the sanitarium where our first kill took place. So he was a comatose toy man too. Yeah. Oh. He also got hit in the head with a fucking shoe. <laughs> <laughs> when did the nurse recognise him? I asked, well, it depends how long ago he was yeah, there. Maybe the nurse is new, you know. Well, well maybe that's how he knows her. Because she worked there. I don't fucking know. I don't feel like he knows her. I don't know, but... Eh. Anyway, Richard then watches Diana and Sergeant Green in the elevator via the CCTV. He then uses the fuse box to stall the elevator yeah, and send it plummeting down to his level. This cop guy, he keeps going, Press the button! Press the button again! She's fucking pressing the button, <laughs> you fucking dick! Press the button! <laughs> Fuck you, Green! Press the button! Fuck off! <laughs> Press it! Press it now! <laughs> That's what he does! Uh, so it comes plummeting down to their level before the door opens and then he kicks the Sergeant Green in the face. Hey, Cab. <laughs> and drags his body at the elevator. I may be the, evil, but, I may but be I'm evil, not a pig. I may be evil, but I'm not a polis. So, oh, the poor poor. who's the real bad guy? Oh, evil, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> For all we know, this, this cop hasn't done anything bad. He might be one of the good apples. By virtue, right? I know, but I'm just making a joke. I know. <laughs> I'm just making a joke, Ben. I know, I know. <laughs> but the sentiment still, it's like. It, I don't that, give a fuck. That <laughs> specific phrase triggered my flight or fight response there, and for some reason I tried to pick both. <laughs> I, don't I don't give a fuck. He, he might be one of the good apples, we don't know. He might have, like, given He a, might be the good polis. Aye. And then he just got his face kicked in by, <laughs> by evil. Evil. <laughs> fuck, no, I'm doing it. <laughs> evil. Uh, it's fun. It is actually fun to say it like that. Yeah. Evil. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so he kicks, us, he kicks him in the face. Right, he, kicks a, he kicks a cop in the face, drags him at the elevator, and then sits down next to Diana and says, you know, you're a real trooper. The show must go on, eh? Well, tonight... The show's going to go on without you. I've got a surprise for you. You could have just ended it there and it would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> the surprise line is unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, Richard then takes out his tape recorder as the and kids plays say, back. If he had just left it there, he was, as the kids say, spitting hot fire. So, you know. <laughs> Don't yeah. try to be down with the kids. You're nearly 30. I know. I know. It's just embarrassing at this point. I know. Uh, so, he then, so Richard then takes out his tape recorder and plays back the recording of his first kill. 
Dan asked him why he's doing this, and his initial answer is so fucking funny. It's just, because I'm fed up. <laughs> so it's just, All right. See, <laughs> see if he just left it there. That would have been the funniest fucking hang on to mankind. It would have man. actually been. It would have actually been quite effective. It would have actually been quite freaky as well. Yeah, it would have been uh, like kind of, I kind of fucked up in a way that it's just yeah, like because I'm fed up. I'm like, all right, cool, all right, cool. <laughs> what the fuck? It, it would have been a bit more. It would have been funny, but also in a kind of disturbing way because it's like, oh my god, this guy's fully cracked. Yeah, because at this point, Michael Myers didn't have a fucking. Uh, yeah, he didn't have. Motive. You know, they didn't have any of that cult of thorn bullshit or like. Laurie Strode is actually his sister. He's my brother. Oh no, did they do that? That was in the second one. When did the second one come in? 81. Ah, right. I always think it's 1980 for some reason. I don't know why. No. I always take the year off. I think it was 81. Anyway, I'm not arguing with you, I was just saying, like, for some reason. Friday the 13th had come out at this point, though, but I don't think. Yeah, yeah. it had, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we hadn't met Jason Voorhees yet. Kind of, we did, but. Well, kind of, but like. Wee! Wee! Ah, he's the. Fuck your fishing! Boof! Oh, no, all the 1980 audience are just sitting there. I'm just quoting Tom Savini here, so don't come at me, bro. Oh, no, don't, 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 not that quote, not that quote. We're moving on. If you say it, I'm cutting it. That was fucking this. That does not age well, what he said. Tom Savini's a fucking Italian American man from the from like the nineteen fifties. I mean, yeah, you know. He's also built like fuck. Yeah, I mean. And the reason why, and he also also says that like the reason why he's so good at doing like gory VFX is because of his time in Vietnam. Yeah, he was. He was like, yeah, I saw the real shit. That's how I can do this. Yeah, because he was supposed to do the special effects for the first Night of the Living Dead movie, and then he got drafted. He got drafted, yeah. (laughs) So he couldn't do it. But uh, didn't he do the effects for the remake though? He did the effects with Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and yeah did he do Day of the Dead I think he did Day of the Dead I thought he'd done the remake of Night of the Dead as well the Tony Todd one he directed that directed it that's what I'm thinking yeah. he probably did the special effects as well to be honest he <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> but, you know. not on him he runs, a, he runs a makeup effects school now yeah but Tom Savini he said some weird shit but, you know. yeah <laughs> moving on uh, so he says because I'm fed up again if it had stopped there perfect line but it keeps going damn it he then says you're just like every other lady in my life Derek told me about the way you behave around other men. Derek also told me about the way you try to turn on your own son, and that is not nice. What the fuck is wrong with canon movies? We've we've done one canon movie and one movie that's canon adjacent, and both of them have wings that look like they want to fuck their mum. I'm no into this shit, right? Steve Rogers, the ultimate American male. The He's ultimate gonna American fuck motherfucker. His He's gonna fuck his mother. <laughs> this is no. This is fucking creepy, man. Um, no, fuck off, right? <laughs> he's gonna. He wants to. No, Captain America's weird. He wants to fuck his mom, and then like, and then when he gets back, and you know, in the future, and whatever, Aye, then he, he, he pumps his girlfriend's daughter. Yeah, man. <laughs> he would have fucking loved Pornhub these days. Oh no! <laughs> 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 uh. Oh, son, I oh stepson, I'm stuck in the washing machine. I'm gonna fucking slap you. <laughs> <laughs> Help me I swear get to out. fuck. <laughs> oh, actually, fuck. Don't say that shit in front of me ever again. I swear to fuck, right? <laughs> that is fucking rancid. Steve Rogers is looking at us and being like, oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. I'll help you Captain get out America of Captain America throws his mighty shield. <laughs> uh, shield so, in this instance is his cock. <laughs> but anyway, so Richard then goes full-blown incel, right? Ranting about how ladies are deceitful and immoral, among other things. 
Does he actually say that? And among other things, no, no, that would have been hilarious. It would have been fun. That would have been funny, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> <laughs> if he's trying to think of me, but he's just can't find the words because he's a fucking moron, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> you start stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> they're deceitful. They're immoral. They're uh, uh, etc. And <laughs> others stab. <laughs> Ah, finish your sentence. Ah, no. <laughs> Only beta cocks finish their sentences. Stab. <laughs> uh, he then admits to killing Yvo- uh, Yvonne before pulling out his knife and threatening Diane directly. Richard then tells Diane about Derek's audition. Why are movie switchblades so shiny? I don't fucking know. But they is always it, have it, that wee spark to them. I don't know what it is. Is it the material that they're made of? Is it because they're shining the fucking lights directly on them? I think it is because they're just they want it to have that glint, so they just fucking buff. Fucking mm. right. anyway, so Richard then tells Diane about Derek's audition, how he never used his last name so that no one would know about his father's mother, and he got it all on his own for the very first time. I will say this part of the scene. Is genuinely disturbing and surprisingly well acted for I the will two say leads. As well, I mean, like, if uh, Ross Kelly and Kip Niven do an actual decent job throughout this scene with what they have. The writing is fucking atrocious. Well, not anybody can play Fonz's girlfriend on Happy Days. You True, know? but the writing <laughs> is fucking atrocious for the majority of it, right? But when it does, when and they just fucking patch all that and let them do their thing, right? Like you can really like the fear that Ross Kelly is able to put across. And this sort of quiet, like, disturbed look that Kip Niven has throughout this scene is fucking incredible. I found out a fun fact about Roz Kelly. Go on. <laughs> she was she was convicted for firing her shotgun outside of her house. Why are your fun facts never fun? Why are your fun... <laughs> Why are they never fun? You should just... Play... Oh, by the way, I've got a potentially disturbing fact for you. Just be honest about it. Because, you know, uh, when I was... November 29th, 1998, she was arrested for firing a 12-gauge into the living room window of her neighbour's house after a car alarm had awoken her. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's fucking one way to settle. (laughs) On October 27th, 2000, she was sentenced to 120 days in jail after pleading no contest to charges stemming from an arrest for hitting hitting a man with her cane. Ross Kelly knows how to party. Actually, no, it's mental health problems. Mental health needs to be taken seriously in America. <laughs> I have never in my life seen such a quick 180. <laughs> it's like, you saw the consequences of what you were saying halfway through the sentence and were like, oh, fuck that. Hold on. I need to repair this bit fucking... fucking. <laughs> I need to repair this bit fucking pronto. I mean, nobody died, so I'm going to laugh at it, but at the same time... <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> she needs help. <laughs> She's probably got it. She hasn't been arrested since then, or she might be dead, actually. Hang on. <laughs> she did. She hasn't been arrested since then. She's actually been deed in the ground since 2001. <laughs> Is she dead? I don't fucking know. No, she's still alive. Oh, <laughs> we're all good. We're all good. The joke's safe. The joke is safe. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, she's we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the immediate... It's, it's times like this again. I, I know I've said this... Evil is dead, though. I, 
I know I've I know I've said this in the show before, right? But fuck, I wish we could film this because the look in your face when you pulled that fucking one eighty, I swear to fuck, you could almost see the G force hitting you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, although fucking uh, um, evil is dead though. He's I kept Nevins D die. Anyway, uh, so back at the elevator. Also, we then cut to two cops searching the hotel. Totally fucking pointless scene. Yeah. Right? Nothing comes in. We go back to the elevator. Richard puts a chain around Diane's neck and then handcuffs her to the bottom of the elevator. Oh, yeah, this shit was pretty cool. Before sending the elevator to the top floor, where she sees Yvonne's body stashed in the elevator shaft. Yvonne's the woman from the very beginning. From the very beginning, aye. Yeah. Then... The elevator That fake begins. head though looked pretty bad. It's such a bad fake head. It's literally just going. <laughs> it is as well. Like just it's the, totally silent. Like the scene is totally silent. But I heard the exact same noise that you just made when I watched yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> just pick whatever comes into your head with me going. Argh! That's what the face it was making. You know. So yeah. <laughs> just a really bad whiskey shit. <laughs> oh. uh, so. So back at the elevator, Richard puts a chain around Diane's neck and handcuffs her to the bottom of the elevator before sending the elevator to the top floor where she sees Yvonne's body stashed in the elevator shaft. Then the elevator begins its rapid descent. The cops arrive on the scene and begin a shootout with Richard. They actually manage to stop the elevator when the cops shoot the fuse box. Richard then flees the scene. Is that how that works? I have to assume so, hmm. because if they take out the fuse box, then there's fuck all power. Hmm. So everything just stops. Well, maybe it just drops. <laughs> nah, because there's like emergency brakes and that. Well, maybe, I don't know. Kick in. Also, but, uh, are you ready for the the least interesting shootout you've ever seen? Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Considering up until this point, Canon have done nothing but action movies. No, 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 this is actually quite early on in the Canon oeuvre alright well that makes a bit more sense because this is the worst fucking shootout I've ever seen in film mm. I swear to fuck the naked gun shootouts are better it's mm. fucking unreal yeah like uh, when you get it's into so like, fucking boring when you get into like the mid 80s that's when they start doing all like all the Chuck Norris and ah, Death Wish and all that yeah so there you go but, oh God, <laughs> it's so fucking bad man but uh, Richard flees the scene making his way up the stairs to the roof <laughs> he then begins laughing to himself and dons his mask from earlier while a lone police officer tells him to freeze. Freeze! Don't you... He starts to, like, back off of the ceiling, isn't he? Like, don't you fucking do it! Right. <laughs> so... He gives... He then gives... Eventually, Lieutenant fucking Clayton works up there. And he starts... Richard starts making his way towards the kind of edge of the building. He's like, don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare! Right. Richard gives a short blast of what sounds like Shakespeare, but I don't know. It might just be somebody writing something to kind of sound like Shakespeare. I thought it was Shakespeare. It, it sounds like uh, it's a, uh, to sleep, perchance to dream. Uh, that whole fucking spiel. But it's, no, no. It, it also sounds like it's kind of inspired by that almost in a weird way. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's just because it's so shit. They weren't sure if Shakespeare was copyrighted, so, <laughs> so they just went for it. So he gives a quick blast to what sounds like Shakespeare before throwing himself off the building. It's a pretty cool, like, fucking It's a story. pretty good fall, in effect, aye. And he hits the deck, completely intact. On. With his mask still on. With his mask still on. And 
Here's one thing I will defend this movie for, right? I know this, they weren't thinking like that, right? He's just intact because they couldn't afford a fucked up dummy. But there is a, there was instances where people fell from that height and they were, the bodies seemed to be perfectly intact until you, try until to you tried to lift them <laughs> yeah. and then they just melted. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, I fair play with the forbidden intact. The forbidden jello. <laughs> I'm going to give you the number of my therapist after uh. this. <laughs> Mm. Nine nine nine. Anyway, okay. mm. <laughs> yes. Right. So uh, we then see Derek kneeling by the bodies. He mourns the loss of his father before taking his mask. Diana, Diana, no, Diane. Diana Ross is then placed. Nope. Uh, Diana is placed in the back of an ambulance, and then the camera pans across to reveal that the driver. As Derek now does none of the, does nobody in this crowd that is gathered around the ambulance see that the man driving the ambulance is wearing, wearing a, a fucking, fucking mask? Uh, <laughs> does nobody point this out? No, nah, they're fine with it. Maybe they all just hate her as well. They're all just like, ah, fuck. Your her. show sucks. Your show is shit. You deserve to be taken away with a mask stalker. <laughs> fuck you. You're right. a poser. You don't play real punk rock. A fucking poser, man. I fucking oh my god. So it reveals that the driver is Derek wearing his father's mask and the real driver is dead. Uh, and then it's then they drive away and we hear a radio broadcast wishing everyone a happy new year from, from Hawaii. Ho- from Honolulu or whatever the fuck they pronounce From it. Hawaii. Yeah. Honolulu's in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. But I guess the this film, was... Uh, the film's theme song kicks in once again and the credits roll. What the fuck was that? Well, I guess that was to set up a sequel. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, a sequel that never happened. Yep, a lot of these uh, early slasher movies did not get sequels. <laughs> this is also but they all have the sequel bait ending. Yeah, but this also comes into that weird like realm of holiday horror, which uh, yeah, New Year's with things like New Year's Evil, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and all that kind of stuff. April Fool's Day. Yes, President's Day, kinda. President's Day. Yeah. Don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, my bloody Valentine and all that yes. shit. So well, we'll get to those eventually. Yeah. Eventually, we'll either do we'll either do them as like specials for the holidays they were based around, or we'll just do like a holiday horror fucking uh, month or something where mm. we just cover them. I think yeah. probably a holiday horror month would be a better shout. Probably, to be fair, probably. But uh, what did you uh, think of New Year's Evil? Did you what did you like? What did you dislike? I liked how shit it was and I hated how shit it was. <laughs> it's it's a weird fucking movie, man. Like, all the things I like about this film are things that if there weren't any other film, I would actively fucking despise it. Mm-hmm. But, like, for some reason in this context, it's entertaining as fuck. I don't know why. Yeah, this is one of these movies, and I say this quite a lot on the show, it's one of these movies that if you put it on with a bunch of... Um, I will, a bunch of... A B movie, this, would, this would go down so well at a B-movie night. Aye, it, it would. And it would like, go down a fucking treat. Or, you know, just get a bunch of friends over, have some booze with it, and just kind of... Or if there's like a riff tracks for it or something like that, I feel Hell like yeah. that would be like... That would be choice. I was fucking... But, yeah. I was fucking sad, though, because... Uh, go on. Um... I mean, if you watch Red Letter Media, cool. But so, like, uh, their most recent episode of um, Best of the Worst, 
this was an option that they could watch on it. It was on the thing. It never landed on it. I just want to know what they would say about this movie. But that would be interesting, yeah. But it, it never landed on it, so I can only hope for next year. But uh, yeah, well. you know. But no, nah, this this movie. It's one of these films that I've seen it twice now. You <laughs> need prob- to kind of see it to believe it. I think. Yeah, like, I, I'm probably never going to watch this again. <laughs> us talking about us talking about this does not do this movie justice. As to just how batshit insane the film actually is and feels to watch. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, if you can find this movie, I'm pretty sure it's readily available places. Oh, yeah. If yeah, not, you can find just, it in a few uh, places. It recently got a 4K Blu-ray release. Oh, hell yeah. If not, just sail the seven seas, you know, find it that way. But, um... Yes. Uh, this movie, you need to see this to believe it. It's, uh, if you like this sort of weird sort of... Uh, 80s not exactly punk music but you might like it you might find something to like in here if you like bad slasher movies if you're into that kind of thing like that fucking like happy birthday to you and all that pish right it's not actually that bad uh, oh no it's alright it's, again it's entertaining but it's also tangentially related to canon <laughs> oh yeah a wee bit because uh, it's not a canon movie but the director used to do, the director of that movie um, okay, didn't he do a fuck ton of canon movies he used to do a shit ton of stuff with Charles Bronson yeah for canon he directed Death Wish 4 uh, oh that's why I like it so much mm. but you know um, but it's, yeah it's just it's a weird fuck I don't know if I would recommend it because it is objectively a terrible fucking if film. If you like slasher movies and you've seen all of the big name ones and you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for something to watch, give it a go. You can do worse than this. Give it a go. You can definitely do worse. You can do a hell of a lot better, but you can do worse. Yeah. But yeah, New Year's Evil, I would give it. If I was to rate this out of 10. We don't do ratings. Fuck that shit. I know, but if I was, because some, uh, some people like to hear this sort of shit, but if I, <laughs> but if I was, I'll give it a four. So I'd, I'd probably do the same. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, New Year's Evil. Yeah. give it, give it a go. Weird. Give shit. it a go if you give it a go if you're in the mood for a weird fucking slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Now the song's stuck in my head. But. Yeah, it's not gonna leave anytime soon. Oh well. But anyways, next week. Yes, next we are week. returning to our regularly scheduled programming with our with the next lineup for our Wes Craven Fuck filmography. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we're with doing a Deadly Blessing. Hell yeah. I know fuck all about this movie, except it's set in Amish country, and it's got an early role for Sharon Stone. Yes. And it's also got Ernest Borgnine in it. What the fuck? Fucking cabbie from Escape from New York. What the hell is he doing in it? He's an Amish man. Oh. I feel like I could have guessed that. (laughs) So so be sure to join us next next week as we continue our West Craven Marathon, and thank you very much for joining us for this first episode of 2024. Uh, We hope this this year can be just as good as the last one for the show and for yourselves as well thanks Hold again on. for listening I've been Ben Niven I've been Jacob Russo boys thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week roll on 2024 weirdness fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs>